With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts you're listening to fox sports radio radio one quarterback got his wish. We'll get to that in just about a minute. But right now, it's time to say, as we always do, wake up, America! Yes, it is. It is Fox Football Sunday. He's Brian No, I'm Andy Furman. And by the way, we're broadcasting live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. When you switch to Farmers Insurance, you could save a bundle. All you have to do is call 1-888-FARMERS. Get a quote today. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. All right, now, without further ado, my partner, my friend, news on the horizon. Yes, yes, he is. He's the man himself, the hardest-working man in show business today, the one, the only, Brian. No. Hello, B. How are you? What's going on, Andy Furman? You are a bolt of energy yet again, you know? You are the bugle for America, basically, right? You know how those, like the, uh, (laughs) like the... Uh, my mind is, uh, it's, it's still trying to program, right? Like, but you know, the, uh, the soldiers where it's like, and they have to wake up. Like you are the right. bugle, you're the bugle for everybody. Yes. Reverly. There you go. I'm trying, you know, what? it's not, it's very unusual that we get on here at this hour, 3 a.m. Pacific, 6 a.m. on the East coast that we have some meat, you know, we have meat, but this is really hot meat because there was an overnight trade. And, uh, you know, really, uh, we're going to get right into it because I'm somewhat surprised the Detroit Lions dealing Matthew Stafford to the L.A. Rams for Jared Goff. And uh, it, it's amazing to me because, you know, with the Rams all along, they kind of like were saying, 
you know, the red flag, he's our quarterback off is at the moment. And the money factor that they had to do if they were going to cut him, that was not going to happen. But they did trade him. They're going to take on something like a $22 million dead cap hit in 2021, but they will save something like 12 mil in cap space. So it's an unusual trade, but Matthew Stafford gets his wish and we'll see what he could do now on a team that's somewhat competitive. So how surprised were you with this trade? Not very surprised based on everything the Rams were saying. They made it crystal clear that they wanted to move on from Jared Goff and that they were not sold on the guy. So that doesn't surprise me at all. There were reports about them engaging with multiple teams to try to make a trade happen so I'm not shocked at all about that like when Les Snead the Rams GM says this about Jared Goff just a couple of days ago check this out what I can say is Jared Goff's a Ram in this moment and I said it's way too early to speculate the future that's a beautiful mystery that to me Andy is if you're dating a girl, right, and you always you have to define the relationship, at some point she's going to ask you, where is this headed, right? Like, mm-hmm. if you respond, you know, I'm with you right now, but it's too early to speculate, and the future's a beautiful mystery. Like, she will look at you sideways like, what are you talking about right now? Like, that would tell her everything she needed to know that you are not thinking about this being long-term. And that's exactly what the Rams said about Jared Goff. They might as well said, no, he's not our guy. We're looking to move on. They basically said that without exactly saying it. So that doesn't surprise me at all that he's elsewhere. I have a different take on that. I'll tell you why. I know Les Snead basically was not committed to either was Sean McVay to say he's our quarterback. Say as of now, he's a Ram. That's all they said. But to me, if you want to unload the guy, it would be a lot easier not to do that, not to say he's basically flying in the wind because other teams will say, well, you know, they're going to unload him. We could probably get him for lesser than we would have if we really wanted him. So I was surprised in a sense because if you want to trade somebody, you want to kind of keep that news within rather than say, yeah, we, we don't want the guy. You could have him and it's going to be, well, we could get him right off your hands for a lot less. But play that out, Andy. You could say whatever you want publicly. You're going to have to engage in trade talks. So if Les Snead picks up the phone and says, Hey, Lions, are uh, you interested in Jared Goff? It really, at that point, doesn't matter one bit what he said publicly if he's picking up the phone and asking you if you're interested in trading for Goff. So it, right, it right. really, it's a moot point. He could sit there publicly and be like, Jared Goff is our quarterback. We stand by this man. We believe in this man. And the second he picks up the phone to talk a trade with the Lions, all that's out the window in terms of like all this value that all of a sudden you would still be having. It wouldn't matter at that point when you pick up the phone and discuss a trade. Yeah, and I was somewhat shocked because I thought that basically – they said those remarks basically to light a fire on the Goff's rear end so he would be their quarterback. I, I didn't think he'd go. No, Matthew Stafford, yes. I mean, basically, I believed after the last game of the no. season, he was gone. He was gone. But, well, you know, the, the, yeah, rewind well, real. Just rewind. It told you everything you needed to know about their words were action. Think about the playoffs, the first playoff game. Jared Goff did have thumb surgery, what, like 12 days before? But when the Rams were playing the Seahawks in the wild card round, John Wolford started the game. 
and he got knocked out of the game early on, and Jared Goff finished it. Jared Goff is the guy who played for, you know, three quarters or whatever it was. So he was healthy enough to play, yet the Rams still went with John Wolford in a playoff game. So this wasn't all a smokescreen and just saying, oh, we're going to have an open competition between Wolford and Goff, and it was just words. That's really how they felt about Goff. He completely right. fell out of favor. Right, but in, in my mind, and maybe, I'm, look, obviously I'm off base right now. I thought by going public with their displeasure with Goff, it was a way to send them a message. But obviously it was not because they didn't want him, They didn't, and, and they're going to move on. I think they're better off, obviously, with Matthew Stafford. And I want to see what Matthew Stafford can do on a team that has some talent. Now, what they've done now, the Rams, they've boxed themselves in right now because as far as draft picks are concerned, they're finished. You know, really, they're not going to have a draft pick uh, early on for a long time now down the road because it is. But maybe it's worth it. Maybe it's worth it. They got a guy like a Matthew Stafford. Well, hey, getting Stafford over there, I can't wait to see how that plays out. Matthew Stafford has been held hostage by the (laughs) the Lions franchise since he's been around, right? Like, they, they have just not had a quality roster around Matthew Stafford. And listen, he has no playoff wins. I think that has a lot more to do with the lack of talent around him on the roster than it does him. I still think he's a quality quarterback. So we'll find out for sure with him matched up with Sean McVay, with a legitimate defense around him, with some legitimate weapons. I mean, look, you've got... I don't want to make it sound like he had no one to throw to with the Lions, but he didn't have a defense. He didn't have nearly what he has he now with the Rams ever. Yes, right. Cam Akers is a very good young running back. So I can't wait to see what happens with Matthew Stafford. I would rank him number two in the NFC West quarterback power rankings. I would have Russell Wilson number one. I would actually put Stafford ahead of Kyler Murray. And then you've got Jimmy G, Jimmy G yeah, bringing up the caboose over there. And <laughs> that's the other interesting part, Andy, is do the Niners look and say, hey, we got to get better too. Jimmy G, nah, it's time to go all in. Did they swing for the fences and try to get it to Sean Watson? Right, and if you're a Lions fan right now, I think you really have it because you're going to forget about this patchwork, the Band-Aid system that they've been using for years. Right now, they're going to get a third-round pick in 2021, a first-round pick in 2022, and a first-round pick again in 2023, and that's going to be pretty good for them because they've really been on a patchwork situation, picking up a guy here, a guy there, and it just never worked. So maybe the Lions could be somewhat competitive right now, not so much because of Jared Goff, but because of the draft situation and they could build from within. And man, if you're Jared Goff, you got to be thinking, what the hell just happened? You know, that's what I'd be thinking. I mean, you'd probably trick yourself and be like, it's a new start and I can, you know, begin anew and it's going to be fine. But really, no, he went no. from a Super Bowl appearance to regressing last year to being traded to the Lions for another quarterback along with two first-round picks and a third-round pick. Like, that's amazing. You're a much younger quarterback also. Right. And you, like, you in return, you know, like, you were traded for another QB, two first-round picks, and a third-rounder. That's amazing how far Jared Goff has fallen. And then you look around and you're like, I'm in Detroit and this team is completely rebooting. And oh, by the way, we don't even get that first round pick in 2021. That's the next year when who knows where I'll be by then. You know, I I look at a guy like Matthew Stafford and you talk about 
potential Hall of Fame numbers down the road. And I'm hearing stories about Philip Rivers now who's going to pack it in. They say Philip Rivers is a Hall of Famer. And if it's up to me, I say Matthew Stafford goes in before Philip Rivers. Uh, just you're out of, of your mind. I don't he's, know. If Matthew Stafford's career ended today, he's not sniffing the Hall of Fame. But look at the numbers. I'm, I'm talking about Matthew Stafford as opposed to Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers, yes, longevity has been there. But look at look at the numbers that Matthew Stafford's put up on such terrible teams, really. He had a 5,000-yard season back in 2011. He threw for like 41 touchdowns uh, in that year as well. So he's got some numbers, but he didn't have the team to play on. You know, I, I'm just tired of these guys going to the Hall of Fame because of rings. And I tell you about like Eli Manning. I mean, I put Philip Rivers in over Eli Manning, really, even though he's got two Super Bowl rings. But that's a story for another day. I don't want to go down that I, road. I don't know. It's not It's not wise to sniff glue this early in the morning. Oh, Andy boy. Furman. Here we Come go. Come on, man. Right, like, right. like you've, Stafford is, he is, <laughs> he has zero playoff wins, Andy. I know. I know. Like you can't. Come on, man. Like, he has a lot of work to do to get into the Hall of Fame. Well, he's you can't got a bring shot right zero now. playoff wins to the table and be like, "What do you think?" Like, no, well, is what I think. He's not he's, a Hall of Famer at this stage. He's on the well. The Hall of Fame to me is like the body of work you've done, not, not the body of work your team has done. The body of work that you've done. I it's mean, absolutely I just, tied to your team's body. Well, of work. you know, I'll go to baseball. Look at Ernie Banks. Never went to a World Series. He's we're not, we're not talking baseball. We're talking well, football well, over here. But what's the difference? You know, stats are stats and games are games. What's the difference? Matthew Stafford hasn't put up great numbers I know, that Ernie Banks numbers. put up. That's the difference. Okay. Well, we'll see. But now he's got a shot. Now he's on a team that's competitive. Let's see what he could do because this kid was the number one pick in 2009. All right? And uh, he really didn't do that much when he came out of Georgia, but he was a number one pick in 2009, but did have a lot of injuries coming into the league. I worry about that as well. Maybe it's because of the lack of protection he had in Detroit, but boy, he's had everything. Separated shoulders. He's had back problems, uh, leg problems, uh, you know, fractured bones. You name it, he's had it. So he missed a lot of games even last year. Well, yes, and uh, he's played through pain. He's absolutely uh, he when he can play, he's made it clear. He's like, uh, I'm playing, man. These guys are right. busting their butts, so I'll be out there. And I love that about the guy. So uh, it's a definitely a swinging for the fence type move for the Rams. And I like this where you will see a lot of teams they act like they're pot committed. Right, if you're at the poker table and you've put in a decent amount of chips and you're like, well, might as well put in more, right? Like the Rams looked at this and said, no, we're not convinced Jared Goff is the guy. So instead of making this worse, let's get out from underneath it and move on. But you think about the draft picks that they sunk into Jared Goff. Think about this, Andy, where to originally get him in the 2016 draft, they traded two first round picks two second-rounders, and two third-rounders. And then this latest deal, they traded two first-round picks and a third-rounder. You put all that together, that's such a... That's a huge price tag to eventually get Matthew Stafford. Like, Stafford is a good quarterback. He isn't worth four first-round picks, two second-rounders, and three third-rounders. That's essentially what the Rams had to pay to get Jared Goff which eventually turned into getting Matthew Stafford. 
And, and there's some good news. Obviously, when the Stafford name came out there first on the trading block, everybody said, well, they're going to get a first-round pick. So they never thought they'd get what they did, and the Lions did. But the Lions could also move on from Jared Goff if they're not happy with him after next season, 2021, and take a hit, a dead cap hit, because he has a, an out on his contract uh, up to the 2023 season. So they could get rid of him after 2021 if they want to and take that hit. And they may. With all those draft picks, they can and maybe go for another quarterback. Yeah, it's basically a Rams salary dump, partially, getting yeah. out from underneath that uh, Jared Goff contract, which was an albatross. It's just set to kick in the, the four-year deal, well over $100 million. It's just starting this season. So, uh, yeah, we'll see what the Lions do to take on that cost. They basically got another first-round pick. Like, I don't know this was the best deal that the Lions could have gotten. It's still a good deal because we were thinking about just one first-round pick potentially from Matthew Stafford. It's a heck of a deal. Yeah, so you get those two first-rounders and you take on that contract. And like you said, Andy, you can get out from underneath it a lot easier right. if you want to. So not not a bad move. It's pretty much a win-win. It really just turns into how good are the Rams going to be? They should be a playoff team, maybe making a deep run. So if that's the case, that first-round pick gets lower and lower and lower for the Lions going forward, though. You're exactly right. He is Brian No. He's the man. You get him on Twitter at The No Show or get me at Andy Furman FSR or get us both on the telephone. 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. Chris P. with Bronx Talk Radio. That'll be in this hour. Hour number two. Rapid fire and bottom barrel betting. And of course, Brian No. with Nose Picks coming up in hour number three. We don't have an hour number four, but if we did, we'd have something for you there as well. But there's one team that could learn from the Jared Goff contract debacle. We'll discuss that next. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, 
the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. History could repeat. We'll get to that in just about a minute. 21 past the hour. This is Fox Football Sunday. He is Brian No. I'm Andy Furman, and we are live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studio. Call Farmers today for a quote. And if you're just waking up, and I think you might, or you're just going to bed, who knows? The Detroit Lions dealt Matthew Stafford to the LA Rams for Jared Goff. And and my my take here on this, this is a funny thing. This is the way my mind works, B. What do you think about John Wolford? I mean, he's reading about all these stories from uh, his coach, Sean McVay, the general manager, Les Snead, not really endorsing Jared Goff. He's like chomping at the bit. John Wolford, I'm going to be the starting quarterback next year. And all of a sudden now they get a new quarterback. All right. They get Matthew Stafford. So what do you think John Wolford's doing right now? He's crying a river. Well, welcome <laughs> to the NFL. I get it. it. I totally understand your point. And you're thinking, hey, man, like, Open competition, huh? I got a chance yeah. to win the job. Right. And that's really. crystal clear. It's That's not going to be the case now. They just traded a boatload to get Matthew Stafford. He's going to be the starter. So, yeah, it stinks. And, you know, really, Andy, you think about this, too. Just the position that John Wolford is in. He's in the journeyman quarterback type of role, like, you know, battling for hopefully getting on the field, getting some first team experience. And then you build up from there like... With Goff going to the Lions, I was just saying to Chris, who covers the Lions extensively, our technical producer, I'm like, Goff, he's inching ever closer to journeyman quarterback status. Like, he has got to find a way to get going in Detroit because who knows? They might go quarterback with the seventh overall pick. They might get aggressive and trade up and get their quarterback and just have him sit for one year and groom him for the future. So... Like, Goff, if he's there for one year in Detroit, potentially, and then he's moving again, like, he is starting to get into that journeyman quarterback territory where not only is he changing addresses a lot, he might just be battling for first-team reps and uh, be more of the clipboard holder. So it's crazy how things have changed so quickly for him. You're exactly right. But on paper, obviously, the Rams have just upgraded their passing game. They've upgraded their offense as well. He's going to be a great fit because he now has an offensive coordinator, has a coach in Sean McVay and that uh, play-action offense. And he's going to be able to really stretch that field for the Rams, which they really didn't have a guy who could do that before. And they got a running back now with Cam Akers. So I think things are going to be really good. So the Rams uh, get a bump up with Matthew Stafford right now, but the money situation may be a problem. And you mentioned this early on. It could be a situation that uh, what we saw with other teams, including the Cleveland Browns. Well, yeah, I look at it from the Browns standpoint. What just happened with the Rams is a cautionary tale when it comes to the Browns, right? Like, think about this. The Rams, they made it to the Super Bowl. They're like, let's give Jared Goff all this cash. And... We see how it unfolded, right? They had to ship off first-round picks to get rid of Jared Goff and do the salary dump thing. So if you look at Baker Mayfield, 
Baker Mayfield, he's a lot like Goff, right? Like those guys are they're good, like they're they're serviceable, they're competent quarterbacks, but they right. aren't worth a boatload of money. And you see with the Rams what happens when you overextend yourself for a quarterback who isn't close to great. And that's what Baker Mayfield is. So what just happened to the Rams, I think would happen exactly the same way for the Browns if they back up the Brinks truck for Baker Mayfield. And he's flat out not worth that type of cash. Well, here's the problem I think the Rams are going to look right now. After this trade now, they will now go seven consecutive draft classes without getting a first-round pick. That's pretty big. And now with this salary cap numbers going up, 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 and up, the long-term salary cap allocated to scars like uh, Jalen Ramsey, Matthew Stafford, Aaron Donald, and others, and the offensive line, like like my guy Andrew Whitworth, they're getting older and older. They're having much – there's not much room for error. They got to do it now. I mean, right now, their, their logic is we're going for the gusto right here and now. We're going to win right here and now because there's really no future. The future's now for them. Right. And look, man, you got to you gotta hit on some draft picks because they have gone all in with using draft capital to get proven commodities where you trade two first round picks and get Jalen Ramsey. But then you've also had to pay Jalen Ramsey. You trade two first-round picks to get Matthew Stafford. So just next season alone, Andy, the Rams have six players, salary cap figures-wise, they have six players worth $110 million. Just those six. So Aaron Donald is unbelievable, but cap figure, about $28 million. Along with Jalen Ramsey, over $22 million Stafford 20 million just those three players like those are huge cap numbers right so six players for a hundred and ten dollars tying up your cap that is a ton of cash so they are top heavy and the only way really for them to not be so top heavy is hit on those draft picks that you have in 2021 well it's amazing too and look Stafford's no kid either. He's 32. They got golf now, right now. They go to Detroit. He's just 26. Two years ago, he won the NFC Conference. Uh, But I don't think he's going to be in the long-term plans. As you mentioned, this is almost a tryout year for him. He's got to get something done. They have a winning record. They got to get a winning record. Uh, And and that that division that they're in, they can't possibly compete. You know, without Green Bay is is the kingpin of that division. But other than that, Minnesota has no clue what they're doing. Chicago's terrible. They got a shot. They really do. Nah, I don't to make the playoffs, they got to yeah. get a winning record. I mean, he's yeah. got to do something; otherwise, he's in trouble. He really is. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's. I don't see playoffs written all over the Lions in 2021. I don't. I don't see that they, happening. Well, they they could get a wild card. There's a possibility. I, I don't yeah. think so either. But I don't know. Look, <laughs> it's, we, it's a rough selfie. They got to it, fix it, it, it's the tough. defense. They got a lot of things to fix right. over there. And really, they've just added Jared Goff and an extra third round pick in 2021. Do you think Goff and a third rounder are enough to get the Lions into the playoffs? I don't no, think so. I don't think so either. You know, we got a tweet from Chris Nyenhouse on Twitter here. Uh, whenever we hear about issues between a player and a team and money is involved, it usually is, obviously. Like we heard with Goff, people often joke, oh, yeah, how about we trade you to Detroit? But it never actually happens. I think it's just happened. I don't think they traded to Detroit as punishment. No. I mean, it was yeah. punishment. It was a heck of a deal. I mean, that's <laughs> why they traded to Detroit. It was a yeah, 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 big deal. He's, he's basically cracking a joke here, which is fine. Like, we appreciate the jokes on Twitter. But yeah, this wasn't, hey, you know, this is not as if the Rams got back a bag of footballs and a couple of kicking tees, you know? They, right. they got back, um, they got back Matthew Stafford and. 
they believe in Matthew Stafford way more than Jared Goff. And I understand why. So they did this for Stafford. They didn't do this to like teach Jared Goff a lesson or anything like that. Right. And it amazes me because Stafford basically even a year ago, wanted out of Detroit. And look, that, that kind of bothers me with the... But It's never going to stop. That's the way athletes are. I mean, they have a contract. They don't believe in their contract. They either want to get a new one, rip it up, or they'll say, look, trade me, even though you have a signed contract. That's just the way it is. I mean, it's all in their favor. But, you know, to go on Twitter, as some have done, and we'll get to them later, you know who we're talking about down in Texas with the memes on there on social media, I think it's crazy, whining and crying. But it gets done. It works. That's the, that's the formula if you want want out. That is the formula. Well, whine, I, cry, go to the media. Well, look at Stafford. He didn't whine or cry. He went to the organization and right. he said, I'm thinking change of address sounds like the right move. And they saw it the same way and they mutually agreed to move on. So he didn't go on Twitter and quote Drake lyrics and do all this passive aggressive <laughs> stuff. Like, I mean, if you have to do that to force your way out, okay. But Matthew Stafford showed that you don't have to go that direction every single time to get what you want. So I thought, I thought Stafford handled it as professionally as possible, and uh, he got his way right. And I can totally understand. It's been twelve years, Andy, twelve years dealing with the dysfunction of the Detroit Lions, and he could have easily been quoting Drake lyrics and doing all kinds of crazy stuff on social media. But he went to the organization and he was professional about it. And I think he was lucky that it's a, a kind of a new new organization, a new coach, new GM. So I think they understood that. And they want to start from scratch, too. You know, they, they want a, a new broom sweeping clean, so to speak. Yeah, well, I think for right now, it's win-win for both the Rams and the Lions. Right. And we'll just see if Stafford can get it done with a new team because that is a power play by the Rams. They are all in, and they're betting on Stafford as opposed to Goff. It's going to be really interesting stuff. And think about the quarterback carousel. This just starts it off in a major way. So where the dominoes fall from here on out, it's going to be really interesting. And let's mention, this this deal is basically done, but it really can't be consummated until March 17th when basically the season begins, they claim. The new league year, Andy. That's why I celebrate the new league year every year, right? I get party hats. I get confetti. I seriously do. Because that begins the whole process, right? Deals become official. It's a big it's great. deal. Yeah. It really is. He's Brian Noah. I'm Andy Furman. This is Fox Football Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. And, of course, he's going for two. And what a list he'll be on. That's next. But first, to the man who's on his own list, Brian <laughs> Fenley with the latest. Well, Andy, who are you to judge about fulfilling a contract? You were my father, and you never lived <laughs> any way around that contract. You never were around. Uh, I gave you a roof over your head. What else do you want? Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. Guys, uh, as Andy pointed out, uh, Matt Stafford is going to the Rams. This is a high-profile trade encompassing the NFL on Saturday. Detroit, in return, gets a, a batch of draft picks, including first-round draft picks in 2022 and 2023, a third-round pick in 2021, along with Jared Goff. In the end NBA, the Lakers end a two-game losing streak and whiz by the Celtics 96-95. Anthony Davis pumping out 27 points and 14 rebounds.
rebounds. Marcus Smart strained his left calf. He will have an MRI later today. The Warriors stream by the Pistons, 118-91. Steph Curry, 28 points. He canned six three-pointers on eight attempts. The Suns sprinkle down the Mavericks, 111-105. Chris Paul turned it on in the fourth quarter, scoring 16 of his 27 points in that final period as Devin Booker missed another game as he is tending to an injury. The Rockets flush down the Pelicans, 126-112 as Houston notches five straight wins as they are feeling like they're playing well without James Harden around. The Trailblazers hose down the Bulls, 123-122. Damian Lillard hit two threes in the final 8.9 seconds. The Grizzlies, six consecutive Ws as they disfigure the Spurs, 129-112. John Morant had 19 points and 11 assists. In college basketball, two undefeated teams remain. Number one, Gonzaga takes down Pepperdine, 97-75 in Malibu as the Zag jump out to 17-0 on the season. And then number two, Baylor, with the 12-point win against Auburn. Let's get back to Brian Noe and Andy Furman, who is doing the show in just knee-high wool socks. Thank you very much. All right, see you in an hour. What a class he'll be in. We'll tell you all about that in just about a minute. He is Brian Noe. I'm Andy Furman. This is Fox Football Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. And welcome back to the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio studios. Call 1-888-FARMERS to switch, and you can save a bundle on your auto insurance. You know, B, I want to just make one mention of... My guy, Brian Fenley, was mentioning the scores and talk about Gonzaga. I would tell you this much. The only thing stopping Gonzaga from a national title right now in basketball is COVID. That's the only thing that's going to stop them. That's crazy. Like, they're not that big of a juggernaut. Settle oh, down good. over there they're, with Gonzaga. And, I mean, hey, yeah, they're playing in the West Coast Conference. That helps you look like a juggernaut. I want well, to see what happens when the tournament pre-season. rolls around. Well, we'll see. Was they played a pretty good preseason schedule. But again, I will tell you this. Was you mentioned the uh, carousel of quarterbacks in the NFL. That will overshadow any news in sports through the NFL draft. Believe me. I mean, it, it's very difficult to follow college basketball anyway right now because they have like 20 days in between games at times. So it's difficult. And really, there's nothing else going on. But you talk about ball Andy, and the NBA. Come on. NBA's going on. It doesn't mean on. anything until the playoffs. It really doesn't. And they're missing games as well. I mean, I follow them. I watch it. It was a pretty good game last night. But Boston, L.A. is exciting. But at the end of the day, it doesn't mean anything. It's more The storyline of NFL quarterbacks, where they're going, is a lot bigger than an NBA game. Agreed? Well, listen, the QB carousel is going to be mammoth, no doubt. NFL free agency is going to be fun. There'll be, yeah, there'll be a yeah. couple of moves here where, right. you know, you'll get some talking points out of those. But, man, the QB carousel, I it's going it. to be really interesting in the offseason. And Deshaun Watson, I mean, that's a huh. mammoth story, how that unfolds. Yeah, we'll get into that. By the way, in less than 10 minutes, we'll have Bronx Talk Radio with the amazing Chris P. But right now, we're talking about Andy Reid, the coach of the Chiefs. And basically, he's going for two championships a week from today, which is Super Bowl Sunday at Tampa's Raymond James Stadiums. He's going to go for two titles in a row, in fact, and... In the Super Bowl era, that would get this. He's going to put him on this list, which includes Vince Lombardi, Don Shula, Chuck Knoll, Jimmy Johnson, Mike Shanahan, and Bill Belichick. And only Shanahan is not a Hall of Famer. And believe me, he will be in Hall of Famer sooner than later. So I ask you this. I mean, is Reed going to Canton right now with that one Super Bowl win under his belt? Or does he need to win next Sunday to solidify going to Canton? No, he'd be in. He's in already. And... uh 
I think he's going to still have one ring after the Super Bowl on Sunday. I think Tampa's winning. Like, here's the deal. I think the Chiefs are evaluated like a fantasy football team where they look at the skill position players, right? Quote, unquote, like, wow, they have Mahomes and then Kelsey and Tyreek Hill and look at all these guys. It's like they're down two offensive tackles. Two starters in Mitchell Schwartz and Eric Fisher. Eric Fisher with the Achilles injury at the end of the last game against the Bills in the AFC Championship. That is huge. And you've got a good pass rush over there in Tampa. So to deal with Shaq Barrett and JPP, we saw what happened in the NFC title game. It was a sack fest, right? They're sacking Aaron Rodgers left and right. Yes, they were. And uh, Aaron Rodgers has some mobility. He's He can extend plays, right? Like, So I think that the Chiefs are up against it. I think that's enough to make the difference. And uh, I don't trust that Chiefs defense collectively. So I think that Tampa's going to win this thing, and Andy Reid would still have one championship ring. But with the rest of his body of work, yeah, I still think he's a Hall of Famer right now. And I'll go one step further. I mean, everything you said, obviously, with the game situation is true, but I will go one step further and say, don't bet against Tom Brady. That's all I'm saying. I mean, he's one of those guys. It's like tough to bet against the guy. It really is, especially in big games. And you talk about Andy Reid. Do you think the people in Philadelphia right now are scratching their head? You talk about mistakes that have been made in that in that organization as far as hiring and firing coaches. You know, Chip Kelly came in there. Didn't they have back-to-back 10-win seasons and they got they dumped him? I mean, it's it's amazing. And the coach they just dumped now won the Super Bowl three years ago. So there's some problems within that organization or Jeffrey Lurie who owns the club. Well, hey, man, what a difference one season makes, you know? Um, to be four eleven and one <laughs> this past year, yeah. it just went. Is they're in complete chaos, you know? And they just won a Super Bowl a couple of years ago. That's what blows my mind. Is I go back to Lane Johnson. Remember when they won their Super Bowl and he was looking at the Patriots and he said, "I'd rather win one championship and have fun than five rings with the Patriots." And it's like, how much fun are you having right now? How much fun is it when you're four eleven and one? I don't think it's a fiesta over there in Philly. Yeah, I'm with you right there. But, you know, Andy Reid managed to turn it around. And believe me, even before Patrick Mahomes, he turned around the culture there in Kansas City. Now with Patrick Mahomes, I could see someone of a mini dynasty, which I don't think is especially good in sports to have one team dominate year in and year out. But again, if you looked at the NFL this year, there were like three teams on the top of the heap. It was Kansas City. It was New Orleans and Green Bay, basically, and that's it, and the rest of the pack. So, you know, I'm not so certain it's good to have one team that dominates all the time. Well, I hear you, but I don't think they are. That's my whole thing is, you know, the Chiefs, even going back to last season, when they're trailing by double digits in every single playoff game, right? that's not domination. Now, well, they came back ago, and they won. Trailing, they right. were trailing 9 nothing two weeks ago, weren't they? Right, and they ended up winning by two touchdowns. Right. But they didn't win by two touchdowns in every one of those, you know. they're now, they're, That's not a consistent formula. Like, that's not the formula for domination, trailing by double digits in playoff games, you know? Right, right. Um, now, I think that even uh, in this upcoming game, like, if they're winning comfortably by Tampa, we'll revisit this. I just don't see that happening. I think their credentials are being um, uh, they're being embellished, if you will. Like, they're the team to beat. They're a quality team. Don't get me wrong. There's just not nearly as much separation as a lot of people make it out to be 
where it's like, hey, you, you got to do these record, five or right. six things, man. You got to check, check the box in all these categories or forget it. You're not beating the Chiefs. It's like you don't have to be perfect to beat them. Settle down with all of that noise. No, you're right. You're exactly right because people look at the one loss record and see what they've done over the last two, three years. And what Patrick Mahomes has done is unbelievable, really, in his right. short career. However, you have to go back and dig a little bit and say, yeah, they won. But look how they won and they're vulnerable. They are vulnerable. Well, they remind me of the Seahawks. Remember when the Seahawks, they won their first Super Bowl and they blew out the Denver Broncos. And there was this reaction of like, man, how many rings are they going to win? You know? Yeah, yeah. And then you fast forward to the next year and it was an epic fail with the interception to Malcolm Butler. And they haven't won a ring since. I think that Mahomes and company, they're going to pick off rings here and there. I don't expect them to be one and done like Atlanta Brave style or something the way the Seahawks have. But I just don't think there's nearly as much separation between them and everybody else as it's made out to be. They don't have much separation at all with Tampa. Uh, I expect right. Tampa to win the game. Even going back to the regular season game, that's a three-point game. Right. That, that's not like you got to be perfect across the board to beat this juggernaut of a team. That's just untrue. It's not well, true. We'll see. we'll see. We'll get into that and so much more. But right now, he's Brian No, I'm Andy Furman. And things are rather quiet on these streets these days, but we'll go there and make some noise. Bronx Talk Radio is freaking next. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. 
Listen to more than a movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bronx Talk Radio, right around the corner, about 12 minutes before the top of the hour. He's Brian O. I'm Andy Furman. And by the way, we are live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call 1 888 Farmers, and you could save a whole lot of something on auto insurance. Now, let's go to the Bronx. Guys, guys, it's time to channel your inner New Yorker. We want to hear all the irrationalities you can spew on the hottest topics of the day. Here's something we like to call Bronx Talk Radio. Hosted by the great Chris P. All right, you guys, you've been talking a lot of Los Angeles, a lot of Detroit. Let's bring it back to the freaking Big Apple over here. You know why? We don't I, know why. why? No, no, because no, the why. biggest sport in the Big We're Apple. We're freaking mind readers over here. Why? You got to set it up for me and ask me. And I'm now I'm going to tell you why. Because the biggest sport in all of sports is going down right now in the Big Apple. I am talking about our most famous sport of all, stock market manipulation. <laughs> and baseball. We'll explain that in a second. So in case you guys have been living under a freaking rock over here, like things are going jiffy pop in the in the freaking stock market over here. GameStop, which is like a retail thing for video games, like their stock is skyrocketing because it's getting pumped by a bunch of freaking kids on Reddit and billionaire hedge funds are losing money. It, it's crazy over here, right? Yeah. Right, it is. It's right. a wild story, no doubt. Right. You don't understand any of it, do you, Brian? I understand it perfectly. Do you? I would explain it just like you did. Good okay. explanation. Okay. Well, this brings us to the other part, which we like to do in the Bronx, make fun of the Mets, because Steve Cohen is one of these billionaire hedge fund guys. Right. And so from from reports, he's no, he wasn't only invested in Melvin Capital through his hedge fund .72. He was injecting money into this short, losing money. He, he's lost something like $3 billion, according to people out there. So I don't know. Either way, this looks bad on the freaking Mets over here. Yeah, that dude's Twitter got cash account. to burn over there. You know, yeah, he's he worth $14.5 billion, you know? That's his starting rotation right there. Yeah, I was going to say, he says, this, calm down, Mets fans. This isn't going to affect payroll for the Mets. I disagree. I disagree with you disagreeing over there. Well, I disagree with you or disagreeing with me disagreeing. Well, I do the same thing just four times. You well, I'll know? do the same thing five well, times. The, the ownership before him, before Cohn, they were involved in a Ponzi scam. I mean, come on, what's going on with New Did, York and the Mets? Didn't freaking MLB say Steve Cohn was too corrupt to own the Dodgers? Listen to me carefully over here, what's Chris. $14.5 billion. All right? That's three times cool. as much as the next guy hey, in terms of ownership. By the time this freaking short is done, he might lose all of that in the stock market. Nah, oh, no, They're already won't. putting the brakes on that <laughs> thing. Right. They'll well, be fine. Well, we go to the second story out of this is that apparently the New York Post, our beloved New York Post, in all of this got duped by a random Twitter user who pushed an absurd story about great. buying GameStop stock. It, they they published a story from this guy on Twitter, 22-year-old who who claimed he risked his parents' mortgage right. uh, buying GameStop stock. It was a fraud. So the New York Post got taken for a freaking Well, they pulled the story. They put it in and they pulled it again. Yeah, yeah. Pull, pulled the whole thing, put it down a freaking memory hole over here. I loved it. Yeah, I know you love that, Andy Furman. You're all about the newspapers, and when they get it wrong, it is pretty freaking funny. It really is, yes. Well, we say goodbye here to a uh, a legend for for college basketball. John Chaney, you know, passed away here. 
But in the spirit of Bronx Talk Radio, we want to remember the good stuff. So here's him threatening to kill John Calipari when Calipari was the coach of UMass Amherst. Right here today, good job. Three class guys. And you pick them out here and single them out. You can't get that guy. Shut up, guys. We can't I'll kill you. I'll, you know, it's a shame. The legacy of John Cheney will be remembered like that because the guy won no, like 30 plus years, 741 games, and, and he was a tremendous coach. But that's what they remember. And I think no, no, great. no. I disagree with you over here. I think that it shows how much he was loved when you can hear that and laugh and be like, I remember when he threatened to kill Calipari. Well, yeah. That was great, wasn't he it? Threatened like, to kill Calipari, called him an Italian son of a bitch. You know? <laughs> All right. I will la- kill you. Last story here. We're running out of time. We go over overseas to Europe. Bulgaria just busted a counterfeit gang who is selling fake passports using the picture. This is how they got you over here. You got to be careful about this. They're using the picture of American actor Sylvester Stallone on the passports. Wow. Which one? Is it First Blood Stallone? Is it Rocky Stallone? Which Stallone? It looks like middle-aged Stallone looking at the picture I got here. This is too close to home for me because, as you know, my boys have been adopted from Bulgaria, so it could be family. So I got to take a step back here. Did your boys look like Stallone when you adopted them? Could very well be. I'm taking a step back. I'm not involved. Fenley certainly doesn't look like Stallone. I'll just say that. Okay, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> is that on better Sto- than that. Is that on Fenley's little documentation <laughs> over there? You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Does experience matter? Well, we'll tell you all about that next. But first, it's time to say, wake up, America! And they finally, you know, they finally gave me my own show on Saturday nights. Can you imagine? They gave me my own show. You know, people laugh and they make fun of it. I couldn't care less. But if you're welcome to call in, if you like. Oh, my word. Please go back in your hole. That I don't know was who the that longest is. drop ever right oh, there. Wow. man. All right. He, that's Brian No, I'm Andy Fern. By the way, we're broadcasting live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call 1-888-FARMERS to switch, and you can save an average of 470 bucks on auto insurance. That's a lot of money for a quick phone call, don't you think? Average nationwide annual savings survey data July to December 2020. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. All right, now, they talk about Fox Football Sunday. There's no games on the gridiron today, but there's certainly a lot of news off the gridiron. And obviously, it circles around Super Bowl Sunday, which is a week from today, which I can't wait. And in the same token, I I really can wait because after that, it sort of all goes downhill. Yeah, a lot of off-the-field stories, but I'm going to miss the games on the field on Sundays. Sundays, are they become different, don't they, B? I mean, Sundays really right now are reserved for games from like on the East Coast, 1 p.m. to almost 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night but after next week it's like your Sundays are free what are you gonna do hey uh I'll be watching some hoops you know I'll be uh hibernating also you know this is the time (laughs) of the sports year where I hibernate so you gotta enjoy the last bit of ball that we get next week but we'll be okay like yeah of course Andy life is worth living a lot more during football season there's no doubt about it It certainly is we'll get a lot of the quarterback carousel news some NFL free agency the draft is huge so the offseason goes by 
you know, it's it's not as horrible as it has been in the past, where it's right. just a 365 league. There's always news, and before you know it, hopefully we'll get to close to a more normal training camp. Who knows where we'll be with the pandemic by that time. Right. But especially if we're starting to get away from COVID and it's coinciding with training camp and, hey, maybe we're inching toward you can have – Mostly full stadiums. Who knows? Like, there's going to be a tidal wave of momentum if that's the case heading into next football season. It'll be tremendous, really. I bet they're going to have twenty-two thousand plus at Raymond James next Sunday for the Super Bowl. That's that's a that's a hunk. Yeah. That's a hunk of people, really. Yeah, Not you bad. get the what is it, seventy-five hundred frontline workers, and yeah, I mean, hey, we're making steps, right? We're making yes. strides here. We're so moving there. Good. We really are. That's great. And by the way, as I mentioned, the centerpiece, obviously, is Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. And Tom Brady, I mean, there's a talk about experience. And look, I think in any walk of life, experience pays off. If you're a teacher and you're a first-year teacher, you can have some problems. But if you're a third, fourth, fifth-year teacher, you know what it's all about. You've, you've been there. You've, you know the ropes. So experience does make a difference. And experience certainly, I think, makes a tremendous difference going into postseason play and playing on the big stage like in the Super Bowl. Right. I'm with you. And this is something that Tom Brady said. He's not... <laughs> he's downplaying his experience. Right. And look, I understand it. It happens when you're going into a big game. You might, you might not, uh, you know, keep harping on that. But listen to what Tom Brady said talking about his experience heading into the Super Bowl. No, uh, experience doesn't matter. Playing well matters. The team that wins is not going to be the most experienced team. It's going to be the team that plays the best. So we got to prepare the best. We got to execute the best. We got to perform the best under pressure. And if we do that, we'll be champions. And if we don't, we won't be. Look, man, he's halfway right where... He's slick, though, isn't he slick? He is, but you don't go into a game and say, hey, Brady has all of this experience, this other quarterback doesn't have nearly as much experience, and Tom Brady's going to win. Case closed. Like It doesn't always work that way. But the flip side of it is that, look, if you have experience reading a defense or you have experience coming from behind on the big stage or like whatever Tom Brady has a lot of Super Bowl experience I I refuse to believe that doesn't carry any weight you know of course that's going to be beneficial well he talks about playing better and certainly but I got to believe that it goes hand in hand if you have experience it will make you play better because you know what to expect exactly what you said you could read the defenses you've been there done that you have the experience so hence you will play better Yeah, right. Like, you've seen this blitz before. You've seen this coverage being disguised before. Like, all of that stuff helps you. So, Tom Brady has the most experience ever when it comes to that stuff. And that's going to be helpful. I don't know that just based on that alone, to Brady's point, is going to make the difference. But I think it can absolutely help. But he's playing coy. He's not going to go into a press conference and say, oh, yeah, all my experience helps like crazy. No doubt about it. Like, he's going to say what he said, even though that's not exactly the truth. Experience is helpful. He's tremendous. I mean, I have not heard an athlete really that slick and that positive, and that smooth, in a long, long time. I mean, really, there's always an athlete that's going to take a pop shot at somebody or say something stupid or something that's going to go on social media. He's just so good and smooth at it. Even when he was baited by, I think it was the Washington Reds, the, not the, the Washington football team, didn't they uh, chase Young say, I can't wait to get him? 
Right, right, and it was just and high he, road city. It was he's right. a tremendous player. He doesn't and, buy they yeah. doesn't buy into that stuff. Yeah, I think Mahomes is great at that also. Like he was a guest on the Dan Patrick show, and listen to this back and forth. This is good. Well, you would probably have to give Brady thirty if you ran one hundred yards with him. Do you think? Yeah, I mean, if me and Brady both ran hundred yards, I feel like both of us are going to need to be on the auction chain. <laughs> after, so, uh, uh, I don't think we're going to plan on doing that anytime soon. Right, like that's just yeah. savvy. He could have easily right. said, "Yeah, Brady." I mean, nobody looks at him for his wheels, and then all of a sudden, what happens? Huge story. Mahomes takes a shot at the goat, and blah blah blah. He's too smart for that. So I think right. he's very savvy with the media, also. But I often wonder if these guys have it within, or they're trained, or they're told to. If they have meetings within the ball club by by the staff or the PR people, say, "Don't do this, don't do this." I, I don't know. I, I think it's just within them. I. I I do believe that the PR people meet with the team yes. and tell them how to handle media. I know that. Yes, but like what you're saying is true. It mostly comes from the players themselves. Like you're either mature or you're immature. You either have foresight or you don't. <laughs> right? Like, and both Brady and Mahomes have a lot of foresight. They understand. They know how words can be twisted and how non-stories can turn into fugazi stories. And they just avoid that stuff. It's smart. Right. It's a smart approach. But but we love that. We we love those stories. We really do. And it's funny because this year, I believe Kansas City is not going to show up to Tampa until Thursday or Friday. So it kind of takes away from that week-long Super Bowl hype that we usually get. Right. It's much different than normal. But, you know, we don't get, I don't know, women proposing to Tom Brady and questions of if you were a tree, which tree would you be? And like oh. all this crazy off the wall stuff. It's it's different than normal, but hey man, this whole season's been an adjustment. Super Bowl might well be also, right? That's just where we're going with the COVID situation here. I, I want to take my hat off and congratulate the National Football League because I, I've been to several of those Super Bowls and I've been to those media days and you know, you look around and you see anybody who has a microphone anywhere of any sort of organization is permitted to go to that event. And I think that they are great in that that respect because they know that if they can get their word out anywhere, anytime, on any platform, you're going to get a credential. I mean, you get those uh, news talk shows that they have at night. They're not really newsy, but they're like Hollywood Access. All those people, they all get credential to go to those deals. And other sports don't do it. I don't see it baseball well i don't see baseball doing it it's very smart that's a partial reason why the super bowl is such an event right because media day it's not for the hardcore football people who cover it it's for the, the people who dabble in football right that's right like but the NFL is smart. They could easily be like, only football questions, all right? No asking if Tom Brady's more like a weeping willow or an oak tree, all right? Cancel all that stuff. Like They could do that easily, but they know that doesn't benefit them. Sure. So they're getting everybody at the table. It's like, hey, you're an entertainment show. Like, oh, who cares? Come on in. Like, Media Day is for everybody, and it's smart. That's one of the reasons why their numbers are so good and the ratings are off the charts. I think the NBA has gone in that direction as well. And if you notice, the ABC obviously has the NBA. And when the playoffs start, Jimmy Kimmel usually has someone on his staff go out there and talk to the NBA guys. So yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty good. I How like many that. of those have you been to? Two. Two of them. How many? Yeah. Have, did you go to the games those years? I went to the game in New Orleans. I didn't go to the game in Indianapolis. So you were there, what was that, The like the lights going out, the Ravens oh, yes. Super Bowl? Oh, yes, yes, 
The lights went out. Wow. But you know what? Honestly, the game is, I tell you, the game is almost secondary because you almost wiped out from the week of. <laughs> you really are. I mean, you almost like, wow, you just take a deep breath. And, wow, we finally made it to the game. But like during the week, it's like nonstop. You get up early in the morning and there's parties at night. I don't know how do you get up the next morning, but that's it. It's it's amazing. It really so is. What so what did you do on. like during the Super Bowl, right? Like what what were you saying? Like, what was the stadium vibe? What was the whole thing going on with that? With the lights going out? People didn't know what was going on. They, there was fear. They they thought it was some sort of an attack. Yeah, oh they really yeah, did. Sure. Yeah, it, it was scary. It really was. And the PA guy got on there, but uh, it was it was all right. I mean, uh, they got they took care of it. But you know, you wouldn't expect that to happen in in a situation like that. But it did. You know, right? Things happen. You know, it's a great game. It's a great, it was a great game, game to see in person. Great sure. game, yeah, it's a great game. But but honestly, I had more fun during the week than actually going to the really? game. Really? Okay, you're on yeah. Bourbon Street. What are you doing? Oh, you're doing yeah. keg stands on Bourbon Street over there. You, you know, it's funny because they have you, you've seen those little ice cream carts that people go around with, like the Good Humor with the and they open up and there's ice cream inside there. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm walking down the street and it was really warm. It was like in the 60s. The weather was great. So I went over to the guy and I figured I'd get myself an ice cream. Open it up. There's beer in there. They're selling <laughs> beer in there on the side. I had no idea. This is like 10 o'clock. 11 o'clock in the morning, right? So I get myself a beer. That, that's what they do. And you walk down the street, there's no problem whatsoever. You could drink walking down the street. I mean, there's cigar shops all over the place. The gambling casinos right downtown. It's a great town. New Orleans is a great town. It really is. It's a lot of fun, man. That's yeah. one of the funnest towns there is. I was there one year, and uh, it's tremendous. I was there, actually, coincidentally, I was there the year that the Saints won the Super Bowl. I remember going to a Saints-Panthers game, and the Panthers were up 14 nothing. Saints came back to win. They won the Super Bowl that season. But I'll never forget, when I first got there, I flew in, and then I'm taking like the bus and like all this stuff to get to wherever I was going. And I'm right. kidding you not, everything I took, it was all about the Saints. Like the bus drivers talking to some of the, the, the people on the bus, just Saints, Saints, Saints. <laughs> Drew Brees, hey, we got a right, shot. Right. Like it, Seriously, they are consumed with the Saints over there. You'll hear it, but it is absolutely true. They love it's them. Great. You know, and on the other side of the coin, you always have someone who's a hater. And Darren Jenkins on Twitter, I mean, I'm reading this right now. Okay. He's a hater. Stop the Brady worship. You know, first of all, oh, before I continue – if you can't respect the guy who's 43 years old, yeah. what he's done, then you're a schmuck. Really, that's all I'm going to say. Stop the Brady worship. He's 43. Father time is undefeated, whatever the hell that means. I don't know. His playoff stats are mediocre, and Spagnola, oh, of the, uh, the, the defensive coordinator of the Chiefs, is his daddy. You know, Obviously, this guy, Darren Jenkins, is from Kansas City <laughs> or a Chiefs fan, and that's fine. I, I, I get it. I, get, I understand that. You're rooting for the Chiefs, but don't take a pot shot at Tom Brady for what he's done. I mean, really, even if you hate the Patriots, even if you despise Brady as a person, just respect his body of work, what he has done, because you'll never see anybody like that again. Yeah, I mean, okay, father time is undefeated. That's true, but Tom Brady has done the best job in the history of the league fending off father time. He's 43 years old. He had the second most touchdown passes this season, the third most passing yards at 40 Three. That is amazing. It he is. won his first Super Bowl when Patrick Mahomes was six years old. I'm the poo-poo king. I was about to yeah. say, it might have been Rob Parker's burner over there, what you just read. Is that what happened? Does Rob have a burner? I love Rob Sound Parker. Sound the alarm. But that sounds Could like be. him taking shots at Brady. Oh, this uh, and that and that. Man. If you're a naysayer about Brady 
in every single capacity, you just don't get it. There's nothing else to say. Yeah, You hate life. That's what you do. He's Brian No, I'm Andy Furman. You can get us on Twitter at The No Show, N-O-E Show, at Andy Furman, FSR, or 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. Rapid fire in this hour. Bottom barrel betting in this hour. Nose picks in hour number three. But you won't believe who started some hot talk this week. That's next. I think I'm moving to Mexico. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This isn't what Tom Brady needed. We'll explain that in just about a minute. 21 minutes past the hour. This is Fox Football Sunday. He's Brian No, I'm Andy Furman. And, of course, we're live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call Farmers today for a quote. And we'll have rapid fire coming up at the bottom of the hour. But there was a story, I guess, uh, instituted in the Boston Herald earlier this week about Tom Brady. And it came from Tom Brady's dad. Tom Brady's dad said something to the effect that that Bill Belichick is on the hot seat right now. And Rob Nikovich, the former Patriots linebacker, had something to say about that. He commented about that Thursday on WEEI Radio on the Greg Hill Show. Let's take a listen. Your parents are your biggest fans. Your parents 
no matter what, are always going to stick up for you. They're always going to have your back, and that's as they should, right? So I'm sure Tom gave Tom Sr. a call like, hey, Pop, come on now. Like, this, we're getting in the Super Bowl. I don't need to have any questions thrown my way in media availability because of the things you're saying. Let's just let's just cool down a little bit here. But, you know, I love Mr. Brady. He's, he's a terrific guy. I've, I've been around him a lot, you know, and he's got he's got his son's back. Amazing. I mean, really, we just talked about Tom Brady, how smooth and slick he is, and his dad comes out and drops a bombshell saying that Bill Belichick's on the hot seat. Yeah, I mean, I, okay. <laughs> like, he can say whatever he wants. It's non-story in my opinion, but um, look, he's going to have his son's back. And I can understand, like, look, Brady, Tom Brady is incredibly competitive, he might get it from somewhere, right? Like I can see his dad being incredibly competitive, and right. especially if your son, who's this all-time decorated quarterback, six-time champion, if he's dealt with the way the Patriots deal dealt with him at the end, there, I can understand some sour grapes. So it's uh, Tom Brady Senior has voiced those sour grapes way more than Tom Brady has. Um, so I think, uh, listen, Brady probably feels the same way. He's just not going to say it, <laughs> but right. his dad will, right? His dad you, feels that way. And how many that. athletes would, would have said something to the effect like after leaving a ball club that was so successful and failed to get into the playoffs? I mean, look at even LeBron, LeBron James had moved from team to team. He took some pot shots. I mean, didn't he write something about the owner of the Cleveland Cavaliers? I mean, really and truly, it, it, it's almost refreshing to see a Tom Brady do something like that. But on the other side of the coin, it's like it leaves us less fodder to talk about. Wow. And we enjoy talking about that kind of stuff. Look, man, the LeBron thing, it was Dan Gilbert who roasted LeBron when he initially left in right. Comic Sans. So Dan Gilbert, if you're talking about anybody taking shots, Dan Gilbert was the guy taking shots at LeBron. And LeBron, he he's had a couple of things to say about Dan Gilbert since then, but he didn't take any shots at Dan the way Dan took shots at LeBron. Right. Agreed on that. Yeah, but most athletes, if they leave a place and they're not happy leaving, I want to see what happens if, in fact, Deshaun Watson leaves Texas. We'll get to that, obviously, in the next hour. But there's so much to go on with these athletes, what they do and how they get around and how they squeeze ownership to get out. But I tell you what, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, talk about him playing against Tom Brady on Sunday. He's going to benefit by getting to keep his offensive coordinator. Now, the NFL coaching carousel, as we mentioned before, it stops spinning. And once again, Eric Bieniemy has been left out. But I think that's good news for Mahomes. He's going to be benefiting by getting his offensive coordinator to stay. Even though Andy Reid is calling the plays, I think it's still good to have that cohesiveness and the coordination between Mahomes and Bieniemy. And he's not going anywhere. He's not happy for Bieniemy because I guess he wanted to get a head coaching job. But Mahomes is going to be there. He's going to be happy he's got his guy. Well, yeah, and Andy Reid basically said the same thing. Here's what he said about Biennemi during the week. I'm glad I have him, but I'm not so glad I have him. You know, so I was really hoping that he would he would have an opportunity to take one of these jobs. I, I think he's great, and he would be great for any of the number of teams that opened up and, and help him win football games and also develop men into men. Yeah, I mean, it, hey, I get it. Like, I'm surprised. Right. I'm shocked he's still not a head coach. Uh, but just like you're saying with Mahomes, Andy Reid feels the same way where it's like, hey, we'd like to see him get a head coaching opportunity, but because he hasn't, he's still around. That's great for us. So, yeah, it's a little right. bit – it's bittersweet, right? You'd like to see him get that opportunity, but because he hasn't, well, it's better for the Chiefs.
No doubt there. And honestly, you talk about uh, Andy Reid making a comment. I think there was Mahomes on Thursday was on the Dan Patrick show. Even Mahomes had something to say about that. It amazes me, honestly. I mean, the first year you kind of were like, all right, it was just his first cycle through. And then uh, last year, uh, the interviews, and you're like, for sure, he's going to get a job. And then this year, I mean, I mean, if you look at his track record and the way he's able to coach us, uh, the way he's able to lead men, it's a talent. And he's able to do that. And then the way he's able to, I mean, go about calling plays throughout the game. And I understand that we, we have Coach Reed and Coach Reed calls plays, but there's there's a ton of input on Coach Bienemy, and he calls a ton of plays in our game plan. And it just gets overlooked. And, I mean, who knows what it is, but it's, it's a it's a loss for everybody else in the NFL and a game for us and uh, uh, hopefully he gets his chance because he'll he'll succeed with that wherever he is but uh, um, if he doesn't we'll, we're glad enough to have him back again. Patrick Holmes talking to Dan Patrick earlier this week. Dan Patrick heard on many of these St. Fox Sports Radio affiliates but uh, but I will say this a, a tremendous endorsement you know by your head coach you don't normally see that Andy Reid and the quarterback who's had so much success uh, and due in part maybe not a lot but to some extent to Eric Bieniemy's uh, guidance if you will and, and you got to understand and scratch your head why has and look Super Bowl champion, uh, tremendous offense, the best quarterback in football right now, and he can't get a head coaching job. you got to scratch your head and say, what's up? What's going on? Well, listen, man, when you're applying for a job, the power of a referral is a big, big deal. That's just the way it works. And to have Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid just waxing poetic about you, that's those are crazy referrals right like you would right. think that would do a lot of good and and the amount of jobs Andy we had seven jobs filled this season there were eight last year that's 15 gigs that's almost half the league you know it wasn't like there were just three vacancies or something like that we're talking 15 over two years and still only be on one, the outside looking one in. black coach was hired David Culley was the only black coach to be hired by Texas Yeah, and listen, man, the Texans, yeah, I think that, look, I think there's a difference. We've talked about it. I don't think that Eric Biennemi is a bad interview. I I just fail to, I I refuse to believe that he just sits there and they're like, hey, Eric, so what are your plans to rebuild this team? And he's like, I haven't really thought about it. Like, I don't think he's a bad interview, but I, I don't think that he has wowed the teams. If he has wowed the teams with his resume, he would have a job. And uh, like that's not taking a shot at the guy. It's listen. There have been plenty of times in life where I say this in dating a lot. There have been girls where on paper they have everything I'm looking for. It's right there, and yet it's still like you know, I just something, something just I'm not wowed for some reason. You know what I mean? Like I think right. that's more what's happening with the enemy than him being a bad interviewee. I just don't. Ex- I I can't imagine that's the case with him. Well, I'll agree with you. I mean, he may not wow you on an interview, but I will tell you this much. If I'm a GM in the National Football League, I'm looking any way possible to break up anything in Kansas City. And that's why I'm shocked he didn't get the job. Even if he if he sat there like a mummy during the interview, the fact that I could take something away from Andy Reid's offense and his team to, to kind of bring him down a peg, I would do it. I, I disagree with you, man, because, listen, a lot of these teams that are – filling a head coaching vacancy they are they're way far away from challenging the chiefs it's about what's in it for you it's not about 
you know, taking the Chiefs down a peg. Like, let's take a couple of the teams in the NFC, right? The Lions. How close are the oh, Lions good. from challenging the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, you know? So you're not hiring your guy thinking, well, at least we can uh, take the Chiefs down a peg or two. Like, you're not thinking about that. You're thinking about yourself, which is exactly how you should be thinking about it. Yeah. I'm just telling you, they're not thinking about the Chiefs in that equation. That's if uh, Listen, maybe, maybe if any team would think about that, it would be the Chargers, where right. you're thinking in your same division, and he's got great knowledge of the Chiefs. Okay, that would make sense there. But the Lions, some of these teams in the NFC, no, you're not thinking about it along those lines. All right. He's Brian No, I'm Andy Furman. This is Fox Football Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. And you may call this the quarterback quiz. We call it rapid fire, and it's next. But first, the latest from Mr. Fireman himself, Brian Fenley. <laughs> Thank you so much, Dad. Andy, and by the way, since the last hour, I checked in with the whole world, and nobody except you thinks that Matt Stafford should be in the NFL Hall of Fame. Just wanted you to know that. Stafford, by the way, involved in a juicy trade as he heads to the Rams. L.A. in exchange will send over two first-rounders and a third-round draft pick to the Lions, along with quarterback Jared Goff. Detroit gets... To deal with the $43 million Goff is also guaranteed over the next two seasons, and Goff will reunite with Lions new GM Brad Holmes, who was the head of college scouting for the Rams when they drafted Goff in L.A. in 2016. In the NBA, the Lakers nibble on the Celtics 96-95. Anthony Davis forking up 27 points and 14 rebounds. The Warriors body slam the Pistons 118-91. Steph Curry putting up 28 points and sinking six three-pointers. The Suns beam the Mavericks 111-105 as Chris Paul finished with a balmy 27 points. 16 of those coming in the fourth quarter. The Rockets get it done against the Pelicans 126-112 as Houston has fired off five straight wins. The Trail Blazers get a 123-122 W over the Bulls thanks to Damian Lillard sinking a game-winning three-pointer at the horn. He actually made two threes within the last 8.9 seconds of this game to lift Portland to victory. Lillard would finish with a season-high 44 points. The Grizzlies have won six in a row after they tamed the Spurs 129-112 and sophomore Phenom and John Moran had 19 points and 11 dimes. And finally, number one Gonzaga fleeces Pepperdine 97-75 as the Bulldogs jump out to 17-0 on the season. And it sounds like Brian No has foam fingers of the Zags and has the pom-poms based on what he said earlier about the no, Zags. No, no, <laughs> no. That was, that no, was me. That, no, not at all. I was, I was you got to listen, man. Like, oh, listen over here, Brian Fenley. I was Andy Furman I got with the, the pom-poms. I was I being sarcastic, guys. Okay, That's, all right. Yeah. I got you. You sarcastic? Yeah, yeah. All right. Listening to me, Andy Furman. (laughs) Back to you. All right. Thank you. Rapid fire coming right up. He is Brian O. I'm Andy Furman. We've crossed the 50-yard line and what we call Fox Football Sunday. And, of course, we want to welcome everybody back to the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call 1-888-FARMERS to switch, and you can save a bundle on your auto insurance. And, of course, we have bottom barrel betting in less than 10 minutes. But right now, it's time for... The quarterback quiz, which we call Rapid Fire today. A little music play. Okay, we're going to go around the room. Andy Furman and Brian No are locked and loaded for this week's round of NFL Rapid Fire. 
We're going around the room and we'll have quarterbacks. And I think what we'll do is kind of take a little notation of where they may end up. All right, where they may end up. Okay, I'm going to go up first and I'm going to go with Deshaun Watson. And I'm going to say from my heart of hearts, I believe that they're going to do everything in their power to keep him in Houston. I don't think Deshaun's going anywhere. And we go from there to my partner, Brian No. Uh, I'm going to disagree. I think that he's going to force his way out. They're going to make a trade. Where he goes, I don't know. It's a tough one, man. I will say, uh, uh, you know what? Wishful thinking. Let's LeVar ball Patriots. this thing. Let's Patriots. speak it into existence. The Finns, the Aqua and Orange. Ah! They make the move to get Deshaun over there. There you go. All right. We go to Vinay. Vinay. All right, I'm going to follow Brian's lead. I'm going to speak it into existence. And because a report came out yesterday (laughs) that they're willing to give more than a first-round pick, I'm going Washington football team. For Stafford, right? That was the rumor for Stafford. Well, it was for – apparently it was for some quarterback. For anybody. For anybody at this point. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Washington football team. Uh, Chris P. when you're Detroit Lions. Feeling good about that, but I will say for this, I, I'm not speaking it into existence because I think it would be a horrible fate for him. But it's apparently a fate Deshaun Watson wants. Uh, I think he's going to go to the New York Jets. Uh, he wants that. He, he wants, wants that. I think the second overall pick is super tempting if you are Houston, especially since you look back at that third pick that you gave basically to to Miami, and you're like, you know, we'll, we'll get back in this thing. You can convince yourself, and I think the Stafford trade has now kind of set the floor as far as where we can expect the value on Watson. But, yeah, I think the Jets, they seem to want him. Seems like a place to land up. I don't think it's advised, but it'll yeah. probably happen. Yeah, it'll be tough there. Brian Fenley, yes. my boy. I think that he's going to go to the, the St. Louis Battlehawks of the XFL. <laughs> <laughs> I think that team folded. I, I think it did, just yeah. like just like you. No, I'm just kidding. But I also, wow. I, I, what about the Saints, guys? Nobody's talking about that. But so if Drew Brees no doesn't come back, you don't think that they nah. give a shot at the, him? The Saints are in the salary cap hell. The Saints with over $115 million over the salary yeah, cap. Yeah, that's right. They do have that the salary Patriots cap Patriots could get him. Yeah. We'll see what happens. All right, we move on. I'm going to go Aaron Rodgers right now. Aaron Rodgers, I tell you what, there were some stories out there Aaron Rodgers may be going. I think that that was just some disappointing talk after that loss last week. First of all, the Tampa loss did hurt his legacy to some extent. Uh, So does does he return to Green Bay? I say yes. He's 37. He remains under contract through 2023. And I say he's going to be there. I really do. So I think Aaron Rodgers will be a Green Bay Packer next year. We go to Brian No. Yeah, this is going to be quick. He's not going anywhere. He's staying with Green Bay. I'm with Vinay. Nowhere. He's going nowhere. Wow. (laughs) Crispy. So I was doing the Rob Parker drops. Let me do this. No way. No how. He's staying in the Packers. This was all. This is this is a smoke screen. He does this every year when they lose. He pouts. He whines. He talks about the coaching staff. He asks why they doubt him. And guess what? He comes right back and he's still a Packer. He's going to stay in Green Bay. Stop this. Brian Fenley. Aaron Rodgers is like that other half in a relationship that says, hey, I'm going to leave. And you say that because you want the other to want you even more. And I think 
he's doing this <laughs> just to get more money, more attention, and he will stay, yes, with the Packers. Yeah, you know, B, it's funny that uh, Brian Fenley said that because I think he said he wanted to redo his contract. He, he did say that. I don't think it's going to happen. I think that he's pushing Green Bay to say, look, you got Jordan Love in the wings, and certainly he's still on that rookie contract, and you got to get that guy in the field sooner than later. It won't be this year. probably be the year after. But still in all, uh, Jordan Love's the guy in the waiting room. And you look at a team like Green Bay. How many teams have had two back-to-back Hall of Fame quarterbacks in within, like, what, 15, 20 years? It's amazing what they've done in Green Bay. And well, I throwing, think, listen, yeah. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to get some more money. I think that's going to happen because you look at where he stacks up among the quarterbacks in terms of dollars. He's dramatically behind. He's like 12 million behind Mahomes. There's no way that he's right. 12 million. He should be 12 million behind Mahomes when he's going to be the MVP this season. So I think it's more money and it's just it's a failed draft pick. Like Jordan Love is just going to be rotting on the bench and you're using like the whole point of getting a rookie quarterback is because you can build around them because they're cheap. Right. And you're ruining those years with him just rotting on the bench. So it was a silly move at the time. It's going to continue to be a silly move. But he, he did that for Brett Favre. He was on the bench for Brett. If you remember. Okay, right, right. Yeah. But Aaron Rodgers is playing at an MVP level. Right. And he still can be good for the next handful of years. Like, Jordan Love, he's... He might not be playing in four years of his like like Aaron Rodgers could be playing in the first four years of Jordan Love's contract. That's a right. wasted draft pick. Yeah, I agree with you. I certainly agree. Let's go to Matt Ryan of the Falcons. A lot of it is made about his contract and whether that new regime in Atlanta will consider trading him, maybe to get some cap space, maybe even draft a quarterback of the future. I, I think that Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan may be gone. I think Matt Ryan may be gone. I think he's going to go maybe, maybe to a team. I'm I'm hoping maybe a team like the Patriots. I think Ryan's gone. What do you think, B? I don't think so. I think he stays there. The salary cap ramifications are through the roof. He's much better than Jared Goff. So I don't see the Falcons like, let's just do a salary dump and get away from this guy. I think he stays there in ATL. All right. Vinay. Matt Ryan. I'm, I'm with Brian. I did that 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 money. That's just way way too much. That's a, a lot of the guys that we had on this rapid fire list. There's just way too much uh, dead cap money. You can't risk losing that to just you know move a, move a guy. All right. So you say he's staying in Atlanta. I say he stays in Atlanta. Okay. Chris P. To be clear, that's a 41. That's close to a 41 million dollar cap hit right now. That's not really movable. And his contract, you have an out at the end of next year. Like there's there's no reason for the Falcons, like for anyone to pick that kind of money up from the Falcons. He'll stay a Falcon. He'll play out this year, and that'll probably be that for Matt Ryan. Right. All right. Brian Fenley. I think he's going Arena League. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, I honestly think that more of the issue is with the coaching staff than him as a player. I think he stays, although I, I would have to think that Atlanta is going to draft somebody here to sort of nurture and right. bring in right afterwards. All right. I like that. That's nurture. A- yeah, nibble and nurture. That's yeah. our guy. That really is. Okay, there's a couple of more names on the list. We could probably get to them later on today. I'm looking at Andy Dalton, Jimmy Garoppolo. You mentioned him early on. Jimmy Garoppolo, would they stay or, not, or move on with him? Jameis Winston, he may be a backup, or who knows where he'll be. And Dak Prescott and Carson Wentz. So a lot of people on that carousel. And look, that makes for some interesting chatter over the next several weeks in the National Football League. So we do that. That's true, but we got to do some chatter on the guys who actually did move <laughs> with Stafford yeah. and Goff. Like we got to right. get to them for sure. Right. 
We'll get to that as well. Brian No, Andy Furman, Fox Football Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. And this is a Super Bowl that plays every single week. We call it bottom barrel betting, and it's freaking next. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bottom barrel betting right around the bend about 12 minutes before the top of the hour. He is Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. This is Fox Football Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. And we're live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio studios. Call 1-888-FARMERS and you can save a whole lot of something on auto insurance. All right. We got a game to play. What are we waiting for? Let's play. You got that thing for me? It's bottom. bottom oh, really? I thought you was laying. You put my money to sleep. You go get my money or I'll put your brain to sleep. Betting. Yes, he is. And we call this man Mr. BBB, but you can call him Vinay. Hello, Vinay. Hello, gentlemen. How are we today? Great. Fantastic, Vinay. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Lots lots going on. We got, I, I just like was stunned to uh, just before I went to bed before the show, it comes down golf for, for uh, Stafford. I go, well, I know what we're starting with. That was great. Uh, yeah, Andy Andy sends out his rundown nice and early for everybody, and I was like, yep, scrap that. Yeah. Right? <laughs> That's right. So, yeah. In with the new, right? Out with the old. Yeah, And exactly. we did scrap it. We did scrap it. Well, we didn't scrap everything. That's right. still a lot of a lot of good stuff to get to, and we'll get back to the golf stuff uh, top of the hour, I think. 
But uh, last week, three and two for both of you. So no movement. No movement. I Andy need a is movement. still six games back. Oh, really? Yep. Mr. Mathematically Eliminated. Is that right? What's, what do we have? Five for the Super Bowl? Is that how we're, we're getting actually, down? What are we doing? We're actually splitting it up because there's no Pro Bowl this week, which I know we're all devastated about. It was uh-huh. going to be Pro Bowl picks. But what I've decided is we're going to do five from the Buccaneers today. Oh, I like Bowl, it. And we're okay. going to do five for the Chiefs next week. I like that. So we'll yeah. get results in two weeks on who the uh, season champ is. But right okay. now, Andy is six games back, 53-46-1. Brian, you're at 59-40-1. So it's still anybody's game, and we're taking this down to the wire. But we'll kick things off with uh, Buccaneers QB. No experience needed. Tom Brady passing yards against the Chiefs. I've got an over under set at 310 and a yes. half. Wow. Wow. Should I go first? Do you want me to go first? Uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to go under. I'm going to go under. And I'll tell you why. I think they'll have the lead. They won't have to pass. I'm going to take the over. He threw for 345 in the regular season meeting. I think that Chiefs defense is very leaky. So I'm going to take the over. I think he throws for a lot of yards. All right. All right. Next up, we are going to the uh, Buccaneers backfield. And uh, this actually includes uh, Mr. Brady as well. I'm going total rushing yards for the Buccaneers. This is their fullback, both their running backs, whoever gets a rushing yard over under of 130 and a half. B. (sighs) Man, that's a good line because I'm expecting a lot of passing yards for Brady. I don't like their run defense over there with the Chiefs, but uh, I, you know I'm going to have to white knuckle it and take the under. Not a, a great running attack for Good. the Bucks. I'll take the I'm under. I'm taking the over because I think they will run and they'll run hard. They All will right. run and they will run hard. Yep. Yes, they will. Like it. Run rough shot he, over. He, he's banking on uh, Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette and maybe yes, uh, I get him over the line. Fournette's with the, uh, been playing great. He really has. Get him over the line with like a Tom Brady scramble or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Next up, uh, we're going to go to the uh, tight end position. Buccaneers uh, tight end Rob Gronkowski. Total receptions in the Super Bowl over under a four and a half. I'm going to go under. I'm gonna yeah, go I think it's under. He's been he's using not for a blocking. focal point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's more. Of a, he's got. Let's see. He's, he's got four catches over the last five games. Uh, I'm sorry, four catches over the last four games, right? So to go over four and a half, it doesn't sound like a lot, but this is it's the new lot, Gronk. Yeah. He doesn't catch a lot right. of balls. Yeah, right. Well, you also have to remember it's Super Bowl Gronk. So that's true. Uh, it's uh, but, yeah, that's it's a tough still, one. Right. Yeah, I think it's going to be under because it's still, what is it? What's uh, Gronk's age? It's still almost you take over 32-year-old Gronk, you know? Why don't you take over so we don't have the same? Take over. Go ahead. What? Oh, he's trying to goad you into the, the over on that one. <laughs> oh, okay. I get it. I, All I right. Like, we got a couple you? more to get to here. Uh, we're going to go All to the right. wide receivers now. Buccaneers wide receiver, Mike Evans. Total touchdowns against the Chiefs. I'm going to set the over under at one and a half. Yeah, I got the under on this one also. I could see him getting into the end zone once, two times. Ah, I'm going to take the under on it. I go over. I go over. And he better get in. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And finally, uh, you guys mentioned a lot uh, earlier, the uh, Chiefs are going to be without their two starting tackles. Buccaneers defense, total sacks against the Chiefs. Over under of two and a half. How many times they get them to Mahomes? Oh, this is over all day. All day. They're good for three. I no wish doubt. you take on the 
I got I got the over too. I mean, it's that, that's a give. That's your easiest line of the day, but uh, you know, I wish it would be different because I got to get some ground. I got to pick up some ground here. Yeah, I do. Well, hey man, Mahomes is savvy, right? He can feel the rush. He can get rid of the ball. He can extend plays. Crazier things have happened, but no, I think that's slam dunk city. All right. Well, I mean, that's pretty good. So what are we doing next week? We're doing... uh, Next week, we'll do the Chiefs. We'll do five from the Chiefs. So we'll have 10 total for the Super Bowl. And then I think next week for rapid fire, we're going to have everybody uh, doing some uh, prop bets. What happens if there's a tie in bottom barrel betting? What's the Super Bowl tiebreaker? I don't think it can be a tie. We'll figure... I'll figure something out. I'll think on it. All right. One quarterback is on the move. And he's not the one you think. We'll tell you all about it on Fox Football Sunday. Next. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 The exodus begins. That's coming right up. But first, it's that time. It's time to say, wake up, America! Yes, it is. It is Fox Football Sunday. He's Brian No, I'm Andy Furman, and we're broadcasting live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call 1-888-FARMERS to switch, and you could save big on your auto insurance. It's really the best thing you could do with your phone in a few minutes. Just call 1-888-FARMERS and start saving today. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Yes, and now without further ado in the hour of power, there's no one more powerful in sports talk radio than my partner and friend, the one, the only, Mr. Brian No. Hello, B. What's up, man? How are you doing, Andy Furman? You Everything's are great. how many Red Bulls this morning? I huh? don't drink. Or coffee. Stuff. What was it? No coffee either. Do you go with a lot of sugar in your coffee? I don't drink coffee. I have maybe you two, don't drink two cups coffee. a week. Maybe two or three tops a week. Maybe. Well, I, that's more than me. That's two or three more yeah. than me. I love coffee. I never drink it. I'm weird I'm like a, that. I'm not a big coffee guy. I get uh, It burns my my insides. It really does. It just uh, doesn't agree with me, really. I don't <laughs> okay. like it. I don't like yeah. it. Yeah, I get right. it. But, but, yeah. but what I do like is that we have a, a meaty news story right now. Never thought it would happen. That quarterback carousel is on its way, and it stopped here on Fox Football Sunday with Brian Noah and Andy Furman. Because the Detroit Lions are dealing Matthew Stafford to the L.A. Rams for Jared Goff, and that's big. And it won't be official to the 17th of March when the season begins. But obviously, the let's talk year. about— it's not the season, Andy. It's the new league year. It's our season. It's our second season, really. That's what it is, the league year. But obviously, the Rams have a unique strategy. And what they do is, after completing the trade, they'll now go seven, count them, seven consecutive draft classes without owning a first-round pick. So they're all in. They're going for the gusto right now. It's everything or nothing. It's now or no- never for them, really. Right? I'm just thinking of, uh, <laughs> like, the Clippers, Right, where they traded all those first-round picks to get Paul George, which was, in effect, getting Kawhi Leonard. Or uh, the the Nets with all the first-round picks and the pick swaps. So this is a, the NFL's version. It's the closest thing with the Rams seven straight years without a first-round pick. They've traded all of those picks. So they are definitely different than every other NFL team. And most of those transactions had to do with Jared Goff. Right, They traded two firsts, two seconds, two thirds to get Jared Goff initially. And now this latest trade, they traded two first-round picks and a third-rounder to get Matthew Stafford and send Jared Goff packing. So most of those seven first-round picks had to do with Jared Goff. It's wild. That much compensation was tied up with Jared Goff. 
Yeah, and the funny thing about the Rams right now is we say they're all in. Their total salary cap number is going up, 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 up. And the long-term salary cap allocated to stars like uh, Jalen Ramsey, uh, Matthew Stafford now, Aaron Donald, uh, their offensive line with my guy Andrew Whitworth. They're getting a little older. They're not leaving much margin for error right now. they got to get it right in the draft, and they better get it right on the field. Well, hey, man, they're all in, and like you said, with all that money, uh, the salary cap figures in 2021, they have $110 million wrapped up with just six players, <laughs> which is wild, man. So when you have that much of your salary cap devoted to six players, well, you don't have spending money beyond that. So you have got to hit with the draft picks you have left to significantly upgrade the team. I think getting Stafford over Goff is absolutely an upgrade. But the point is, when you have $110 million of your cap tied up with six players, you better hit on those draft picks, man. And like they have their first-round pick is gone because of the Jalen Ramsey deal. Their third-round pick this year is gone because of the Matthew Stafford uh, trade that was just made. So look, you got to hit on a bunch of mid-round picks mainly and we see talent, Andy. We see talent in the fourth, fifth rounds. Like right. You can hit on players like that that contribute right away, and they're going to have to do that to get that extra bump beyond just landing Matthew Stafford. Okay, and that's kind of like the downside of what the Rams have. But honestly, on paper, the upside is they just upgraded their passing game big time right now. Uh, he's going to be excellent. Uh, Matthew Stafford will be with Sean McVay. Sean McVay, an offensive kind of guy, instead of Matt Patricia, who's that defensive guy in Detroit. And they got that wide-open play, the play-action offense, and he's going to stretch the field. they got a running game now with Cam Akers. So I think it's going to be great for the Rams. And, you know, Despite the, the draft lack of draft picks, you could make it up if, in fact, you get some good scouting and get some luck, really, on rounds maybe three and up. But as far as the Lions are concerned, they get Jared Goff, and with Jared Goff, they get his big-time contract, and also they get three draft picks, but uh, he's only 26 as opposed to Stafford, who's 32. But remember, Goff is just two years away from winning the NFC Conference. So maybe he may not be in their long-term plans for quarterback, but he could be. Well, he was a game away from winning a Super Bowl, right? They lost to the the Patriots 13-3. to like, that's the thing with Jared Goff is, I don't want to make the guy sound like he's a complete dud, but man, that guy, think about that Super Bowl loss when, what was it, Brandon Cooks was just wide open in the back of the end zone, yeah. and Goff airmailed it. Like, that was a dreadful performance by Jared Goff when it mattered most against the Patriots. And then he gets the huge contract extension, and now he's sent packing, right? And not only just sent packing, along with two first-round picks and a third-round pick in basically a salary dump where the four-year $134 million contract that he signed was just set to begin this year. And that's over $43 million in guaranteed money over the next two years. And the Rams are like, we just got to move on. Like, this guy, no. And when you are willing to eat, like send two first-round picks and a third-round pick, when you've already sent all these other first round picks, like that shows you how much the Rams wanted to get away from Jared Goff. And they yeah. they might like Matthew Stafford a lot, but part of that is they just wanted away from Jared Goff. And man, he has fallen quickly from signing that huge contract to right. being sent packing for a couple of first rounders and a third rounder and not just a quarterback for quarterback transaction. That's wild. 
And you don't realize what kind of stats players have until they're either traded or they're gone. And I look at Matthew Stafford. This, I had no idea. He's fourth all-time in passing yards per game, 273.4, behind Patrick Mahomes, Drew Brees, and Andrew Luck. That's pretty good. That's pretty darn good. I mean, considering the, the, the team that he played in was terrible. I mean, never went to a playoff game, right? He never won a playoff game. I mean, right. they were terrible. What, 12 years? Uh, well, it's amazing. It just I'm so happy for a guy who finally could get out of the dungeon and show us what he could really do with some players around him. I want well, to we've him. said it before, right? Like, we were talking about it last week, I believe, where Deshaun Watson – He's doing everything he can to get out of Houston. And I get that. It's a dysfunctional organization. But he's only been there, Andy, for four years. Right. Like, Matthew Stafford has been with a dysfunctional organization for 12 years. Can you imagine Deshaun, like, being in Houston for eight more years? Like, he's he's only a third of the way through that. That's what Stafford has dealt with in Detroit for over a decade. So I'm with you to have a legitimate shot with a roster that's way better with the Rams compared to the Lions with a head coach in Sean McVay, who's very well respected around the league, known as an right. offensive wizard. Man, you're going from the penthouse. You're going from the outhouse to the penthouse for Matthew Stafford. You've got a legitimate chance to compete for a Super Bowl when all you had in Detroit for most of the time was a legitimate shot to maybe challenge for a playoff spot. It's night and day. And it's great because now he's hungry. I mean, I, I got to believe that anybody in any walk of life, you get into the so-called doldrums. You know, you're a teacher. I've seen teachers with calendars in their locker crossing off the days, how many days left to teach. You just get into that mode like, oh, here I go again. Go through the motions. And I'm not saying he did that in Detroit because he was injured, but he played every time. He's a gutsy guy. But now he's got something to play for. Now the fire's lit. Now he's got to prove something to somebody and say, look, I, I was on a dead team in Detroit. I had no one around me to help me win. And now I got some players here. I'm going to show you what I could do. I want to see them. I want to see well, them take Detroit to, I mean, to L.A. to some high levels. I hear you. And I would compare it again to Deshaun Watson. Think about that. Think about Deshaun Watson's wish, wish list. And reportedly, with the Miami Herald putting it out there, the Jets are at the top of his wish list, which is insane to me. But but it paints the picture where he's like, just get me out of here, right? right? Like, just get me out of here. Get me a, somewhere else. And you would have to think that Stafford feels that way also. He went to the organization and was like, I'm thinking somewhere else makes a lot more sense than being here in Detroit. And so, yeah, of course the guy. Like, when you have – that is – completely motivating when you are on a team or the roster has a chance to compete for a Super Bowl and you're used to what he's dealt with in Detroit for 12 years of course of course that guy's going to be chopping at the bit to have a legitimate shot to make playoff noise. Well, you could talk about Deshaun Watson. I'll go one step further. I'll go to, uh, and I've seen it personally up front and close, Carson Palmer in Cincinnati. He played from the Bengals from 03 until he was traded to the Raiders in 11, and uh, that right. was eight years. And he said, look, I'm going to quit the game of football. I can't stand it here anymore. I right. don't want to play for this team. I mean, it was amazing. It really was. There was a standoff in Cincinnati, and then Mike Brown, the general manager, bent, and he broke, and he traded him. And, and look, he did well, not in Oakland as much as he did well in Arizona on the Bruce Arians. He really did. Right. There's a, there's a great quote from Doug Marone, who was most recently the Jaguars head coach. And he was talking about what it feels like to lose. Listen to this description. 
every time you play and lose, for me, I'm not going to talk about anybody else. There's something that's in my soul that just gets ripped out. (laughs) What a description right there. But think about that. That's as a coach. Like when you're on the field and you're taking the hits and you're taking the punishment, think about all the injuries that Stafford has dealt with. And on top of that, all of the losing, and it just, it hurts so bad to just keep losing and losing and losing. And so to have a new lease on your NFL career, that's that's huge for Stafford. You know, you There's could no talk doubt. to most coaches in most sports, they would say they hate losing more so than they enjoy winning. Sure. Really? They yeah. really do. Losing agonizes you. What could I have done differently? Did I make a mistake here? Should I call the timeout over here? Should I have passed rather than run? That's the problem. Winning, you enjoy it, but it goes away rather quickly because you got to start preparing for the next game. That's what you do. But I tell you what, we're going to see a a different Matthew Stafford next year. I'm telling you, a refresh. I just hope he doesn't get injured because this guy has always been hit with injuries. Yeah, well, hey, listen, as – you know, uplifting as this is for Matthew Stafford, this is a downer for Jared Goff. I mean, goodness, you're going to be going to the Lions, who were a dumpster fire last season. Their defense was awful. They're most likely going to be a dumpster fire again this year. And you have been dealt to Detroit, which was partially a salary dump by the Rams, let's be honest. And you've got, you know, kneecap biter over there, Dan Campbell. You could look at this, and I'm sure Jared Goff will. He'll make the most out of it. He'll be like, well, at least they want me and they're, you know, invested in me. And Anthony Lynn, yeah. he'll, he'll start yeah, keep, talking himself keep into on believing it. it. But yeah. I mean, come on, you're going to the Lions who have one playoff win in the Super Bowl era. Think about that. We're going on Super Bowl 55. They have one playoff win. So that's the reality. You're going to lie to yourself. And make it rosier than it actually is, but that is a bad, bad situation. And I don't that know is- why. Yeah, and I don't know why people make fun of the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm not trying to defend the Bengals, but in a sense, it sounds like I am. Why do they make fun of the Bengals as much as the Detroit Lions? Really, they are the dredge. They are the worst. Yeah, they're terrible. They're so I mean, it's ridiculous what they are. They go through coaches. They can't win. They can't get. At least the Bengals made five yeah. consecutive playoff appearances. Couldn't win a playoff game, but they were there. The Bengals have been in Super Bowls. Plural, you know? So, yeah, like the Lions are much more of a laughing stock than the Bengals are, even though, you know, Bengals have done a lot to uh, uh, earn some trash being talked their way as well. Well, Maybe it's because the Lions are just somewhat, they're just ignored. No one even talks about them. Maybe that's even worse, you know, to be ignored rather than to be made fun of. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know. Over the years, when you have Barry Sanders, when you have Megatron, when you have like yeah. guys like that, like all-timers, uh, in recent memory, right? Like I think that goes right. a long way also. Uh, but yeah, they're not known. They should be. They should be known as a laughingstock more than the Bengals. They just aren't. Yeah, there you go. Speaking of laughingstock, I, you do that to me. I'm a kind of a laughingstock on this show, but that's okay. I can handle it. I got broad shoulders, and I'm not from Detroit. But if you want to get to us, if you want oh, to oh. laugh at us. Hey, yes, by the way, real yes. fast, while we're talking about that, because, you know, every now and then you have a take that's just crazy, you know? Well, and I, I know. found it interesting where uh, Derrick Henry, the Titans running back, 
You were like, he's going to win MVP. He's going to get a lot of votes. He was on Dan Patrick's show, and he was like, how can you not vote for Aaron Rodgers? Right? Like, <laughs> even he is like, of course, it's going to be Aaron Rodgers this year. For it is going to be Aaron Rodgers. You're right. You're exactly right. You can get him on Twitter. My partner, his name is Brian No. It's at the No Show, N O E Show, at Andy Furman FSR, 877 on Fox is our phone number, 877-996-6369. No's picks in just about a half hour for now, but we're going to tell you about two coaches who don't even have a clue. We'll tell you all about them next. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. One team may lose its face. We'll explain that in just about a minute, 22 minutes past the hour. This is Fox Football Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. He's Brian No, I'm Andy Furman. We're live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio studios. Call Farmers today for a quote. And honestly, this is the story of the day. I would think it is because we're going to get right into it right now. Head first. It looks like there's a standoff right now brewing in Houston, Texas, because Deshaun Watson requested a trade. He wants out. This is funny to me, B, because here's a guy in September who signed a four-year, $156 million contract extension, and he complained about, you know, he wanted some input with the new coach. He was upset that the, uh, that the Andre Hopkins was uh, traded. And if you recall, go back and, uh, and, and look at the timeline. 
he signed the contract after DeAndre Hopkins left. So I, I don't get the whole situation. Do you, do you not honor a contract? I don't understand it, but I will tell you this much. When they had the introductory news conference the other day of David Culley, the new head coach in Houston, uh, he basically said, and I couldn't believe this, that he didn't know that Watson was uh, that, that Watson wanted to go, that Watson was the quarterback on this team they was thinking of leaving. I don't understand how you not know that. That, that blew me away. Well, listen, the Texans are doing this full court press to try to keep Deshaun Watson. Correct. It's partially that, and it's partially putting it out there that if you're going to make an offer and you want Deshaun Watson, it's going to cost you a ton. So I think it's a smart position that they're taking. I don't believe for a second that David Culley is just in the dark like, wait, what? Like, Deshaun might not be here? No, that's – no, come on. Like, <laughs> I took this job knowing full well he's going to be here. He he knows what's going on here. But I think it's a smart approach by the Texans where I don't expect him to be the quarterback in Houston. I just don't expect Deshaun Watson to come around and be like, you know what? I was just a phase, right? But I'm back. I'm fully on board again. Like, I think that bridge has been burned. He wants to go elsewhere, and I don't see him backing off of that. It reminds well, me of the James Harden face. situation, right, yeah, with the Houston yeah. Rockets, where right. they were like, ah, we're not in a rush to deal him, and then eventually they're like, we need to deal this guy. And I think that's what the Texans are going to do also. Well, look, the general manager, Nick Casario, boy, he just, as soon as the press conference started, he was quick to address the elephant in the room, which is Deshaun Watson. He said, hey, look, he's our guy. He's a, he's a member of our team. He's going to be a Houston Texan, which is the right stance to take. You hit it head on. And he said, look, you want this guy? It's going to open up your wallets. It's going to cost you. But right. I, I can't see him going. However, if he stays, I think he loses face. I really do. I think that it's gotten to a point right now that it's percolated to such an extent that he's got to go. And they got to get rid of him. I don't think it's healthy for him to stay. And again, I will tell you this much: how stupid as this may sound, they were four and twelve last year. They could be four and twelve without him. Well, yes, and uh, I think that's the thing, Andy. Is when you see what Matthew Stafford, what was traded for Matthew Stafford, like Deshaun Watson is much younger. Deshaun Watson is one of the best quarterbacks in football. So if you're the Texans organization, I hear all of these people saying, oh, you don't deal that guy. You don't trade him. You do if he doesn't want to be there at all. And then you can get a ton in return for him, right? Like, that's the thing. If you get three first-rounders and then some, like, that's a lot to get for a guy, again, who doesn't want to be there. If he wants to be there, you don't do it for a second. But if he is adamant, like, get me out, I'm prepared to play hardball, then to get that in return, I just just don't see anywhere, I don't see any way it goes differently. I think he eventually gets dealt, and they get as much as they can, which will be a lot for Deshaun Watson. Well, what you say is true. I mean, by by saying that they have no desire to move him, that's a great negotiating tactic intended to tell the other clubs, you better up the ante. Yeah. But I will tell you this much, it's going to be difficult for them to unload him because Watson has a no-trade clause. So things are going to be a little more complex, in my mind, to get a deal done for the new general manager, Casario. Well, yes, absolutely. I agree with that. And that's where I go back to Deshaun. He should use that no trade clause if it's for certain teams. Like, take the Jacksonville Jaguars, for instance. If the Jags, let's just play the if game. If Jacksonville was like, we'll give you the number one overall pick, we'll give you a couple other first round picks to get Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson should say no to that. Why would you go to Jacksonville? 
You're just ch- changing your zip code, your location, and your uniform. It's still a dysfunctional organization that hasn't been winning at all in the same division. Like, why? How is anything better? It just reminds me of if you've lived in a bad place before, right? Like, you've had a noisy apartment, and you're like, just get me out of here. Anything will do. And you notice you go somewhere else, and there's something wrong with that place. It's still noisy. Like, So the idea is there's a difference between better and good. You might think that anything is better. And then you realize, like, not everything is better. So, Deshaun, he needs to upgrade to an actual good situation with a good organization who has a good roster instead of a parallel move like going to Jacksonville or the Jets. It makes no sense when it's going to be that highly coveted with teams that have good rosters and chances to compete for a Super Bowl right away. I don't know why you would go to Jacksonville or the Jets. Let's back this up for a second because you talk everything you say makes sense. It's all about personnel, and I guess he wants better personnel. But we've never heard that. He never once complained about the team. What he complained about was getting involved with the hiring process of the general manager and the coach. And wherever he goes, he'll never have that opportunity. So why even go anywhere? Think about that for a second. He was upset that he wasn't involved in the new head coach's situation and, and getting involved in that. He was upset with the general manager's situation, and that he was promised by. Cam McNair, the uh, the owner of the club, that he would get him involved, which is stupid on his part because he never got him involved. So if he does want to leave, and those are some of the reasons that got him upset that he wants to leave, he'll never get that opportunity in any other team anyway, right? That's not going to happen. What player has that opportunity? Well, I disagree with you because, like, there are teams that will say, hey, we'd like your input, and they'll actually get it. They'll stand by what they say. Uh, so, yeah, like to think that no other of the 31 teams would ever ask Deshaun Watson for his input, I, I don't agree with that. I think he could find that somewhere. But, Andy, like that's the, the things that he said publicly. You think that being 4-12 was just this sunshine and lollipops-type season for Deshaun? Hell no, J.J. No, Watt wants not. out. J.J. Right. Watt wants to leave now. But that's the thing, Andy. It's not just about having some input with who they hire, head coaching wise, GM wise. It's being four and twelve sucks. You want to win? It's brutal. You want to win, right? Yeah. So you want to be in a different situation, especially quarterbacks that are his age, his contemporaries, like the the Josh Allen's of the world, the Patrick Mahomes, those guys that have had some success early on, and he really has had statistical success, but not team success. Well, that's the thing, man, is when they're walking off the field the last game of the year and J.J. Watt is apologizing to Deshaun Watson for wasting one of his years because the defense was so bad, like that that was a wasted year. I completely agree with J.J. Watt. But if he goes to the Jets, you're going to have Marcus May, the safety, apologizing for wasting another one of his years, right? Or if it's Jacksonville, it's going to be, I don't know, if someone from the uh, Miles Jack is going to be like, sorry, man, we wasted one of your years. Or, you know what I mean? Like, don't make a parallel move. Upgrade. If you're going to be changing locations, actually upgrade instead of making a parallel move. Couldn't agree more. Really, I mean, and it's funny that he did mention the Jets. I don't know why he would put the Jets on top of his list because of, yeah. because of the need that they have for a quarterback, perhaps. But it makes no sense. He, it, it's the classic case. Baseball? It's the classic case of anything is better. Really, yeah. that's what it is. It's like no, 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 not anything is better. Think about your job. You might have had some dead end, going nowhere job, and you're like, just get me out. Anything will do. And then you get your next job, and you're like, man, this job sucks too. Right? Like, right. get 
better, improve, upgrade. And to go to the, the Jets or Jacksonville makes no sense when Deshaun has much better options. And don't go to the Jets. Don't go to that fishbowl media market in New York. You'll get swamped up in there. They'll kill you. They really will. But we'll continue. We've got so much more to do. But he's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. We're going to tell you where this guy may play next. But first, we're going to go to our guy who plays with us every week, Brian Fenley with the latest. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, Brian. And Andy certainly pointed out a parallel move. Andy, you don't even know how to parallel park, but that's another story. Well, we'll I got the in. automatic on my car. I don't have to. <laughs> that's know. true. You do. Yeah. Do you still have the Winnebago that you have? Yeah. I got a, three, I got a three-wheeler. Okay. Yeah. With a little Robin and Batman mobile on the there side. You go. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, guys, Rams head coach Sean McVay, as you pointed out, towards the end of this season, had signals, clues that he wanted to perhaps make a move and a change at the quarterback position. A big trade coming down on Saturday night as the Lions are sending quarterback Matt Stafford to McVay and the Rams. And LA in exchange is going to bundle two first round and one third round draft picks and quarterback Jared Goff to Detroit. In the NBA, the Lakers shoo away the Celtics 96-95. Anthony Davis, 27 points and 14 rebounds. Boston's Marcus Smart strained his left calf and did not finish the game, and he will have an MRI later today. The Warriors take a 2 by 4 to the Pistons, 118-91. Steph Curry thrilling with 28 points. He also filled it up with six three-pointers. The Suns blur out the Mavericks, 111-105. Chris Paul chiming in 16 of his 27 points in the fourth quarter. The Rockets feed on the Pelicans 126-112. Houston has engineered five straight wins. The Trailblazers hustle past the Bulls 123-122 as Damian Lillard starred down the stretch, made two threes in the final 8.9 seconds of the game, including the buzzer beater to lift Portland to the victory. He had 44 points in the contest. The Grizzlies have won six in a row after they disfigure the Spurs 129-112. John Morant had 19 points and 11 dimes in college basketball. Number one, Gonzaga with the demonstrative win over Pepperdine. 97-75 as the Zags jump out to 17-0 on the season. And the number two, Baylor Bears with an 84-72 win over Auburn as the Bears jump out to 16-0 on the season. The only two remaining undefeated squads in college basketball. Now let's get it back to Brian No and Andy Furman, who runs a cigar club for clowns. Yeah, in Cincinnati. How do you know that? All right. Don't go there. That's coming right up, and we'll tell you all about that in just about a minute. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. This is Fox Football Sunday on Fox Sports Radio, and welcome back to the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio studios. Call 1-888-FARMERS to switch, and you could save a bundle on your auto insurance. Now, let's get right back into this because uh, DreamShake says uh, the Watson Camp City doesn't want to go to a team that gets gutted out to trade him. Uh, so there is no way he gets traded without that happening. I, I don't understand. I think he just wants to get no, out. No, no, man. I, I agree with that's the way it really? should be. That's the way it should yeah. be. Like, why? Why on earth would? How does it make any sense for Deshaun to go to the Jets, where they just won two that? games, and they would <laughs> they'd have to spend upwards of three first round picks plus more compensation to get Deshaun Watson? Like, what type of Winning formula is that you're going to be struggling for the first couple of seasons. It's like sort of like how Carmelo Anthony was traded to the Knicks. If they're trading all these assets to get Carmelo, right. guess right. what's going to happen? They're going to stink for a while. That's going to be but the same thing that. if he went there. 
That that's why this, this we're talking about it because that was on his list. I think it was priority on his list that he wanted to go to the Jets, and I couldn't believe it. I, it makes no sense. It really. I'm telling you, Andy, it's the classic case of just get, get me, me out of, here, out of yeah. here. And it's like you got to think beyond that, man. It's not just about getting away from Houston. It's about getting into a winning environment, and it's not going to be with the Jets for at least a couple of seasons when they are using a ton of compensation for over a two-year span when they just won two games. Like, you're not going to be challenging to go deep into the playoffs with that being the backdrop. Well, even Vinay told us early on, I mean, the Washington football team is willing to put up a couple of first-round picks to get a quarterback, and obviously Deshaun Watson probably is the hottest quarterback on the market right now, if in fact he will be on the market. From what I'm hearing from the management of the Texans, they're doing everything to coddle this guy and they want to see him go. Right. Or they're using that as, a, as an excuse, uh, to uh, as a bargaining chip to say, uh, he's more valuable, we're going to keep him here, you better pay. Right, absolutely, but similar situation with Washington. Why on earth would you go there? Why? Like, you they just had a losing record in the NFC East. If they're giving up they won the division. like three first-round picks and then some, like, really? Why? Well, Why well. are you going there? There are better options than just that. Well, I mean, you talk about options. J.J. Watt now, it looks like he's played his last game with the Texans as well. He is the face of the Texans. I mean, if he goes, that's bad, and he wants to go, but I don't think he's going to be yelling and screaming and putting memes on social media like Deshaun Watson did. No, man, it's time. It's overdue. Like, they should have dealt J.J. Watt before this past season because you could still get something for him. He doesn't have that much left in the NFL, uh, you know, years-wise. He was still very productive this last year. He still has game left, but a lot of wear and tear. He doesn't have too many more years left. So each year, the price tag was going down in terms of what the Texans could command for J.J. Watt. But yeah, I think it's been overdue. He just doesn't have that much time left. And there are some teams that are contenders that they could absolutely use J.J. Watt. So yeah, I think that he'll be gone too. I think that there are two cornerstone players are both going to be gone in J.J. Watt and Deshaun Watson. Yeah, and we talked about teams that basically uh, Deshaun would be crazy to go to and those teams would be crazy to give up all that to to have lack of growth and to be competitive. So where does he go to and what teams would have room to hire him? And I think the New England Patriots is, is a great a landing spot for him. They have that opening. They have the cap space. What, for Deshaun? Yeah. Yeah, I listen, man. Uh, like that's a stable organization. You've got the goat at head coach. Sure, you just man, you, you got to upgrade the weapons to throw to, right? I agree, like that's yeah. uh, that's Slim Pickens over there. Yeah. So, I, I really would. I would love to talk to Deshaun just completely <laughs> off the record and be like, "What are you thinking, man? Where would you like to go? How about this team? How about that team? How about this other team? I would love to know a non-BS answer of what he thinks about those rosters and those organizations. Well, when you think about it, I mean, the teams that are going to be vying for him are the teams that are in trouble. There are the teams that need a quarterback, really. Now, obviously, New Orleans is going to need one, but I don't think they have the money to get him. That's the problem. I don't think they have the space to well, get to get him. But because- look at a couple of places here. Look at Miami. Miami, in comparison to like the Jags and the Jets and some of those bottom feeders, they won 10 games. And there's just uncertainty at the quarterback position with Tua. Right. We know he's only one year in, but... We're still uncertain about what he's going to actually be in the NFL. If the Dolphins went all in and said, yeah, we got a good roster, we've got some depth, 
We just need a proven commodity at QB. That's a spot. Like, that makes sense. If it's the Niners and they say, let's just go all in. The Rams just got Stafford. We're not going to be in the Jimmy G business over here. Let's get to Sean Watson and really go for this thing. That's a position to be in. That's way better than the Jets or the Jags. It just makes no sense to me whatsoever. And that's why at the end of the day, I say he remains in Houston. I mean, there's going to be a, a kumbaya there nah. and they'll be made with the new manager. I think he stays. I really I don't do. Think so. I don't think so. But the one thing that's on your side, Andy, you'll hear these things like Shannon Sharp on Undisputed. He was like, Deshaun's prepared to play hardball. And I'm like, I don't think he is. I, I don't think he wants Hardball, to. I no, think he'll no. do it, but I don't think he wants to. Like, that dude, he's just like, he's about the community, and I don't think he wants to play hardball. I don't think he wants to be talking trash on social media like Jamal right. Adams did when he was in the Jets to try to force his way out. Like, Deshaun might do it. He's quoted a Drake lyric here and there. So he's not completely opposed to it, but I don't think he likes it. I don't think that he wants to absolutely play hardball. He will if he has to. I don't think that's his desire, though. That ain't no problem, I'm, I'm, huh? That ain't no I'm problem. with you. I think he stays. I really do. I tell you, let me just squeeze nah. this one in because there's another quarterback out there, obviously not as not as high profile as uh, Deshaun Watson and Carson Wentz, who had a dreadful year in 2020. He was benched in favor of the rookie Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles. And then we had the new coach of the Eagles, Nick Sirianni. At his introductory news conference, he said he hadn't seen a tape of his quarterback, and uh, and now he's evaluating the situation. I mean, come on. I mean, really? You go into a situation you haven't seen. That's like me going to Fox Sports Radio and say, oh, I didn't know they had computers here. I mean, come on, really. It, it doesn't make any sense. But again, uh, Wentz will not be there. I, I can't believe they're going to keep Carson Wentz. I think they will. I think he still really? will be around. Yeah, I do. I I mean, look, it could go the other way, and maybe the Colts get aggressive and say, let's get Carson Wentz. But there's a ton of cash on that contract. Oh, and yeah. I, I, could, I could see them saying, let's make it work. Like, I think that's the biggest reason why Doug Peterson was gone. Was he was like, yeah, let's move on from Carson Wentz, and it just seemed like ownership was like, what? No, that that doesn't make sense to us. So mm-hmm. I think that ownership is in on Carson Wentz, and if ownership is on the side of Carson Wentz, Carson because Wentz of the is money. going nowhere. Yeah, and that's why they're in on it because of the money, the money invested in him. Well, mainly, yeah, right? Yeah, but yeah. also, it's uh, they believe in the guy. Like ownership well, still thinks hey, he was an MVP candidate. We can turn it around. We just need a guy with a plan. And I, I don't necessarily think that's the right way to think of it, but it seems like that's how they look at it. And I think that you talk about ownership. I think Jeffrey Laurie, who owns the team, and Howard uh, Rossman, I think the general manager, I think those are the guys that really run the show. I think they tell a coach what to do. I really believe that. And that's why there have been so many coaching turnovers in Philadelphia. So we'll see. He's Brian No, I'm Andy Furman. This is Fox Football Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. And wait till you hear why this woman was fined. Unreal. That's next. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 Nose picks coming right up. He's Brian No, I'm Andy Furman. This is Fox Football Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. And we're live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio studios. Call 1-888-FARMERS and you could save a whole lot of something. On auto insurance, yes, about 11 minutes before the top of the hour. Top of the hour, that will be 9 a.m. on the East Coast. You'll get Mike Harmon and LeVar Arrington. Get him on the iHeart app, Sirius XM 83. And, of course, on many of these same Fox Sports Radio affiliates. But now it's time for my partner, Brian No and those picks. Are you ready for it? Brent Sparky. 
Here's the deal. Are you in desperate need of gambling insight? Do not fear, for Brian No is here. Now the time has come for nose picks. All right, Andy Furman, good news. Winning week last week, two and one. That's right. Shaking off the playoff cobwebs here, you know. That's right. We're getting it going here. I've got some Super Bowl picks for you. All right, we'll get into it a little bit more next week, but just to wet the whistle a little bit, you know. A couple of lines that these are, a couple of these are guaranteed wins, okay. Uh, First off, total sacks by both teams. Three and a half? Three, you're guaranteed to hit the over. Now, the juice is there, minus 155. you got to lay a little bit extra, but big deal, big deal. They're good for four combined sacks in the game. Come on. You've got two tackles out Tampa for the Bay will get that. Yeah, Tom Brady, like he's not exactly a gazelle back there. There will at least be four sacks in the game, so take the over on that one. That is a gimme right there. I also like this one. Patrick Mahomes rushing yardage. The line is set at 21 and a half. Mm. I got the over easily because I think he's going to have to scramble around a little bit, exactly. right? If you've got yes. two offensive tackles out, you got to get out of harm's way, and it's going to lead to a couple of rushes. I think I like he's that. over that, no problem. And then also, this is a fun one. I love this every single year. The jersey number of the player who scores the first touchdown. Ah. The line is set at 17 and a half. Whether you take the over or under... I'm going to take the under because you get both quarterbacks right. and you also get almost all the wide receivers, right? You get Tyreek Hill and McCole right. Hardman. And you get Scotty Miller and you get uh, Mike Evans, Godwin. You get all- I'm going to take the under on that one. So I think it's going to be a lower number. There you, there you go, go, Andy. Those are your three okay. picks. What do you think about those? I like them. I like them a lot. I can't wait till next week. We'll get some good ones, too. I know. I'm excited uh, for it. All right. Time to go your own way, Andy. What okay. do you have for You're us? You're not going to believe this. This is a true story, I promise. A woman in Canada has been fined for breaking a COVID curfew by walking her husband on a lead. Yes. When stopped by police, she claimed that her partner was, in fact, a dog, according to the local media. On Saturday, Quebec said that people would have to stay indoors between 8 p.m. and 5 a.m. in a bid to halt the spread of coronavirus. However, dog walkers are allowed to be outside during this time in an exception in the rules. Police spotted the pair in Sherbrooke around 9 o'clock just after the rules took effect. Both of them were fined about 1500 bucks, claiming they were acting within the rules for pets. And Isabel Gendron of the Sherbrooke Police Department told La Tribune they did not cooperate with the police and the woman said she would not pay the ticket. How do you like that? That's the sound of the police! I like it. I like it better in Bronx talk like a week or two ago. Where are you? Where's your memory, Andy Furman? We've been we there. Had We've this, done that. No, we, yeah. no, we, yeah, we did. did. Did we? We did. You had a faulty memory. Yes, we you. did. It's all right. Oh, it's my okay. word. Yeah. Anyway, I, I got a couple for you. I don't think those were in Bronx talk. How about GameStop, huh? We got a, 12, a 10-year-old boy who's cashing in on the GameStop stock. His mom bought $60 worth of shares, just 10 shares in December of 2019. It skyrocketed. 3200 bucks. so they cashed out for a little over $2,000. they will continue investing 1000 of those dollars. I also have the lottery for you. How about this? A guy in North Carolina, his luck started off bad. He hit a couple of deer and wrecked his new car. Oh, I he heard was upset, one, yeah. right? Took a nap, yeah. woke up, won $2 million in the lottery. Made he up for it. a new it. car. Pretty nice. Not now, how about all. this? The Senior Bowl, okay? Had the Senior Bowl on Saturday. Quinn Miners, 
He is an offensive lineman from Wisconsin Whitewater. He is pancaking dudes all over the place. He's got a big belly, and he lets it show. Check this out. I don't have the, you know, the great abs, but I've been, I'm working on it. It's just, we're, we're, right now we got the keg. We're working on it. Yeah, he's got the keg there, right? So it's nice. He's proud of it. All Shows right. it off in style. Quinn Miners, shout out. Our time is up. Thanks for yours. See you next week right here on Fox Sports Radio. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts carol g juan gabriel christina aguilera what do these three have in common you mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.